You're not alone, little one, said Saphira. A smile crept across his face, and the ship sailed onward, gliding serenely down the moonlit river toward the dark lands beyond. I just know. And maybe it's because I know his fur is blue, but that Bloodgarm looks over at Aragon in this moment and is like, no bitches. <laughs> What's up, Internet? My name's Nerdy. And I'm Clarus. And this is the Nerdy. The Wordy. The Book Club. Clarus, did you understand what I was referencing there? No. Why is... because What what makes... What about so, him being blue? Has... You, there's a Mega Mind meme. Okay. Where he's like... And it says no bitches at the bottom. And you post it when someone is um, giving off uh, incel behavior on um, the, the Internet. And so I, I, Aragon is floating away from the one person who might take his virginity. And that was the joke. How is that incel behavior? I wasn't saying that it was incel behavior. I'm just saying that, like, he's not getting fucked. That the, that reference went way over my but head. But Safira, Safira is. Uh, welcome yeah. to the final uh, book club of the Inheritance Cycle. Maybe, it depends on whether or not Murtag is considered Inheritance Cycle. No. But no, like, it's his own thing. Sure. Yeah, it's its own thing. But like on YouTube, it will be in the Inheritance Cycle playlist. Yeah, that's fine. People yeah. will understand that. You know what else is in that playlist? This live An stream. interview with Christopher Paolini, the author of this book. It's like 49 minutes, I think. Yeah, yeah. We had a lengthy chat. Uh, it was very cool. We'll discuss behind the scenes of that. But first, we have to say that this podcast is brought to you by Misty Mountain Gaming. What? Misty Mountain Gaming. If you are not a dragon rider, but instead a dragon slayer, if you're playing the TTRPGs and you need to kill the big bad Tiamat with his five heads, which means five different colored cocks, you want to go to MissyMountainGaming.com and get five different colored dice so you can roll 1d20 for each penis. Maybe, no, you need. You know what? You need 10. You need one for each ball. Why? That's so many. They should release a 10d20 set and call it Tiamat's testicles. But, but... He only has one body. Yeah, but he's got five heads. He's got... He, he, so where are the balls going? Unless... Right next to... Have you seen a penis before? Usually there's the shaft of the penis and then the balls just hang there. Yeah, but where are all the five penises on the one body? Just side by side. Just like in a row. Like udders? Yeah, kind of. Okay. This is this is the kind of ad space that you can get on our channel if you uh, want to sponsor us like MistyMountainGaming.com did. MistyMountainGaming.com, they're truly the best. Uh, so if you want a set of Tiamat's testes, go to MistyMountainGaming.com and use code NerdyNightly15 for 15% off your order. Uh, they're seriously the best. We love them yeah. so, so much. Uh, James Connolly says Tiamat is a lady. So I take back everything I just said. I mean, I guess it, there's many ovaries. Yeah. Apparently. Tiamat's ovaries. <laughs> I want wow. that I want that dice set. I don't. You know what? I am I am okay. I'm good. I'm uh in the five colors. You know, I'm 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 good. Uh what's up chat? How we doing today? Hi, uh, chat. <laughs> I guess Tiamat would lay eggs. Never mind. All of this was dumb. You know what? I you you went for it, you went hard, and like I, I respect it. 
I yeah, I respect it. You know what? We got you got to stand out in today's economy. Um, yeah, for your ad space. Yeah, so uh, we're going to talk about the final book of the Inheritance Cycle here, but first we are going to discuss that interview because it was fun and uh, the way that it came about was a little bit crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah. We kind of the way it came about was easy. We just reached out. Yeah, I I just was like, you know what? Penelini is very active on Twitter. Uh, I'm a slide in them DMs. Yeah. I was like, well, first of all, <clears throat> I did go looking on his website for like a contact mm-hmm. um, for like his manager or whatever. And I, I wasn't able to find anything. So I messaged him and I was like, hey, we would want to do an interview. Where? Who? What is the contact information to, to go about arranging that? Like, yeah. how, how would one do this? And he responded. He sent me uh, his, um, I guess, yeah, his manager, one of his manager's um, uh, email addresses. And we chatted with Holly. Holly, you're fantastic. Uh, Whoa, let's not. What? She's, like, in the book. Oh, is she? Okay, never mind. Yeah, yeah she's in the, like, thank yous. Great. Firmer tag. Yeah. No, it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, we're th- we, let's not throw away, throw out people's names. No, 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 no. No, it was, uh, it was super lovely. Um, and we were like, hey, like, we'll take anything we can get. You want to yeah. do a long form mm-hmm. interview? You want to do a virtual interview? Doesn't matter. And um, Christopher Paolini really wanted to talk about Murtag. So mm-hmm. um, that's, that's the main focus of the interview, especially for the second half. Yeah. Uh, we do get into spoilers, so make sure you've read the book before you listen to the interview. Because so the entirety of it, yeah. yeah. Um, but there, there's some stuff at the beginning you can uh, you can listen to if you you're like uh, haven't had time to read Murtag yet. Which honestly, fair, beefy book, not quite as beefy as Inheritance, but like eh, no, still pretty beefy. Also, I uh, we did do that interview at uh, we started at eleven thirty. Yeah. <laughs> and we ended at twelve twenty in the morning. Pretty much, yeah. It was uh, wild. Yeah, the the plan was so. <laughs> so, uh, Christopher did like a book signing at uh, like Indigo in in Toronto. Um, and I, which I, before we move on from that, we attended. Yeah, we were there. It was wild. Great stage presence, Chris. Yeah, that was fun to watch. He's he like put he puts on a little show. He's honestly delightful. Um, yeah. he's touring right now. If you can catch a date, you know, go for it. I don't know what my hair is doing today. It's yeah, like, this is why I don't have fucking bangs because they don't. Anyways, doesn't matter. Um, he was delightful. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, he answered questions. He kind of uh talked about how the inheritance cycle came about. Like all all these really um his fun youth things. in Alaska. Yeah, which is wild. You have to go. You have to hear him tell the story. He's though. like, I finished getting. No, the- no, no, I just said you have to hear him tell the story. Oh, okay. All right. We can't steal his bits. Yeah, sure. Anyways, go, go. Clara's out here trying to steal material. Goddamn. It was just very funny. Um, (laughs) We're trying to push, we're trying to push them to his show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. My bad, my bad. Um, But yeah, he was, he's super lovely. He's very funny. Mm -hmm. Um, Very chill. Like, just like a a, a wonderful person. And so, yeah, we, we went to the book signing and I was like, yes, we've got a studio booked from like nine to 11. Cause I was like, nine o'clock is when the store closes. So, you know, the book signing can't go much past that. Uh, Wrong. And so the idea was Uh, that (laughs) we, the idea was that Clarice was going to stay at the store to be like a contact. And then uh, our editor, Brandon, uh, who's wonderful and came uh, to help shoot the interview, which is why it looks and sounds good. Um, 
because if there was no one behind the cameras, I don't know what we would have done. Yeah. Uh, he and I were going to be set up at like 9, so by like 9.15, when when Christopher and Clarice left the store, this everything would be set up, he could sit down, we would chat, it would be super easy and out the door. Yep. And so we're set up at, by, at like 9.15, we're standing outside of a dark building that has no lights on. <laughs> Being like, I'm calling Clarice like, hey, you're sure you booked this space, right? Because there's nobody here. Yep. Because we can't, like, bring them to our house. That would be, first of all, weird. But also, we live... We, we live not a significant, like, yeah, yeah pretty yeah. far out. Yeah. So, we, we, we ended up in this situation where, like, Clarus is waiting for... Chris Farfellini is not even close to being done signing at 9 o'clock. Yeah, because we, we we went up to him. We were like, hey, you know, we got the space booked. And, uh, like, would you, do you want to ride or would you prefer to Uber? And he was like, oh, well, like, the last book signing went af- went past, like, 11. And we were like... We have this space okay. until 11. Okay, cool. We'll figure it out. Don't worry about it. You do your thing. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll At this point, we went into, like, the modes that Clarus and I go into, which is that Clarus goes into, like, well, there's nothing I can do about it. Whatever. And I go into, well, the sky is falling, and this sucks, and we spent all this money for, like, something that isn't going to happen. You know what's funny? I was... Do you need to go change? No, it's fine. It's just... Is it going to drive you crazy? No, the bandeau is covering everything. It's just like... It's just a little bit loose because I'm sitting. Um, Doesn't matter. Uh, I, I was... I, I used to be so much more of the like stressing out about things when they go wrong. Mm-hmm. But when somebody else is stressing out about those things going wrong, I don't. So I make life easier on you? Yeah, you have infinitely changed my outlook on, like, uh, on disaster because because someone else freaks out about it and I'm like, well, I... They're 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 doing that already. I can't <laughs> I can't also freak out about it, and so and sometimes all I want is for you to freak out with me. Oh, and you're like, what what are we gonna do? And I'm like, freak out. I don't know. It's the only thing that we can do. Dennis draws up. Thank you for joining the Patreon. <laughs> Thanks so much. Uh, yeah. So uh, so eventually, like the guy comes and opens up the studio, and like yeah, we got he a... and I fought to the death. Uh, no, I'm kidding. There was murder involved, apparently. There, there was some miscommunications around how an app works. It's fine. Yeah. But, um... At, we got into the space. At, at like, 10.45, uh-huh. I was like, we still don't have Chris. We have the space until 11. I go to the guy, I'm like, hey, could we, like, rent an extra hour? And he's like, well, I let you in the space late, so yeah, fine. Just take it. I'm not going to charge you for it. Yeah. And then, so, we... Everything I go and get Chris at, and you at, like, 10.55... That's when you were waiting outside. We left, I think it was like 11, 10. And so I grabbed them, drive them back to this like recording space that we're in. Mm-hmm. And Christopher we... Christopher was in our car. He was. <laughs> he was. And honestly, some of the best answers we got out of him, questions wise, was in the ride. Uh, and it's stuff that we will never be able to talk about publicly. Um, <laughs> which is like the weird part of being like a content creator, but also like trying to be a professional interview kind of vibe. Yeah. Is that like I know a lot of things that I can't talk about. Um, <laughs> the uh, so we started recording at like eleven. Um, I think it was eleven twenty. Yeah, somewhere in there. And so we we recorded until well past midnight. And the guy who was, was holding the space yeah. for us didn't say anything. No, he just kind of like stood outside chilled. the door and waited. And it's like a glass door, so he was like there. We and could I was like, like see him, but well, I, no, we finished the interview and we we're like cool. And I checked the time and it was twelve fifteen. And Christopher had like. 15 missed calls because he had a driver waiting for him and, you know, 
it, he's meeting strangers. People are like, are you alive? He's like, I gotta let them know that. He I'm brought a friend. Yeah. He brought a friend. He wasn't he did, alone. You're right. He did bring a friend. He brought a friend. Uh, who was also very lovely, but yeah. hadn't finished Murtag yet. So he was like, la, la, la for some of it. <laughs> it was just, it was one of those wild experiences where I've never, I ne- it, it went so wildly, but it kind of is perfect. It's perfect, and, guys. I'm yeah. so happy with the interview. I, I'm glad that you guys have enjoyed it as well. We tried to, you know, we tried to ask some 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 tougher, more in-depth questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, like, like we do on Book Club, kind of dive deeper than surface level and what happened. Yeah. Um, and so hopefully, hopefully we had a good balance of, of like, heavier questions and, and more fun questions um, for the interview to, to be interesting. It is long. It didn't feel that long. Like, we could have yeah, kept no, going for, like, another hour. Like, I... I uh, there were so many questions in my head that we, we could have kept asking. And um, I, it's a good thing we ended when we did because, you know, we definitely stayed over the space of time. And I apologized yeah. to the guys. Like, hey, like, I can pay for the extra time. He's like, yeah, don't worry about it. So thank you. Shout out to you. You're Man. not watching this, uh, but I appreciate it. I would love if he became a fan of the channel because of that. That would that would be very. But no, it was a wonderful night, uh, and now uh, we have like our like first like real podcast interview thing up on the channel, and I feel like we're legit now. Yeah, it we've feels interviewed good. a New York Times bestseller. Yeah, it was really cool, and like um, the space w- worked out great. Like it, I think I think it looks good. So thank you, shout out to Brandon mm-hmm. uh, for for helping us with that. As always, truly um, couldn't have done it without you. So. Yeah, I, I hope you guys uh, I hope you guys enjoy the the interview. Obviously, I know some of you can't watch it until you've read the book, but you better go back and watch it. But that's our intro. That was a nice. Oh, only thirteen minutes. This intro has not been that long. Nah, is we've there had longer. Any other housekeeping? Oh, role, role play, play really too. <laughs> uh, on November twenty fifth, from noon to nine Eastern Standard Time, here on this channel and on Twitch.tv slash Nerdy Nightly. Well, we're going to be killing Santa Claus for charity. That's right. There's some TTRPG madness going on. We have 16 players. And we're all doing all of that to raise money for Cap for Kids, yeah. a uh, charity that financially supports the families uh, of children who have pediatric cancer. Mm. Uh, and so they are uh, a wonderful charity. They're an incredible organization. And we're hoping to do some good this holiday season yeah. by raising some money for uh, kids who uh, d- deserve all of the support in the world. Yeah, we're going to have some really fun incentives, some goals for the money some raised. Incentives. Um yeah, so make sure that you are uh make sure you're paying attention to socials this week because uh we're we're going to be dropping those. Um there may or may not be some merch available for Christmas. Yeah, merch it's, uh, yeah. For Christmas. Shh, don't tell anyone. It's a surprise. I haven't seen um, it. Um it's going to be <laughs> well, no, we don't have it yet. I know. I I I don't know what it is. Oh. Don't worry about it. It's going to be fun. Uh, we're really excited to raise money. We're excited to play some D&D. And we're excited to hang out with you guys for a whole day. So book it off. It's a Saturday. Don't You shouldn't be working anyways. Uh, Breezy says, are you going to try and get more author interviews? Maybe Sanderson. Brandon Sanderson. Would love that. Anytime, place. I would interview you every day. Here's the thing. It's, it, if, 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 if someone sends him the interview that we did, we'd be like, look, these guys, very professional. Mm. I feel like it looks good for us. Right? That yeah, everybody tweet good. our Paulini interview at Brandon Sanderson and be like, you should be next. Uh, we would love that. We would I love would that. love if our podcast was just us interviewing authors. Like, that would be a cool niche to fall into. I thought about something like that for, like, 
uh, charity incentive for the stream, but I can't guarantee that, mm, you know, well, we, we can, don't have a, yeah. We don't have anything like lined Brandon up. Brandon Sanderson, so. if you would like to um, be a goal on our on stream. Our, on our charity stream. It, we would love to have, get interview Brandon Sanderson. Yes. But we would need your consent first. So <laughs> yeah, we're someone not clip this and send this to him. It'd be very weird if we were like, our goal is to interview Brandon Sanderson without asking him first, because then he's like, well, now what do I do? <laughs> All right. Uh, well, let's get into inheritance because this book is thick. She's thick. I don't even know how we're really going to talk like about as all of thick it. Thick is my face. Look at that. Maybe we won't talk about all of it. How about this? How about this, Clarus? You uh, here's what we're going to do, Clarus. You're going to recap the entirety of the book as fast as possible, and then we're just going to talk about it. Go. Um. Okay. Uh, okay, so the Varden are fighting. There's a uh, pew pew and clash clash, and they steal some cities. And then uh, they find this uh, Doth there t uh, that someone tries to use against Fear, which is going to be kind of very important later on. It's fun spear. Uh, and then they go into the next city, fight more cities, and everyone's like fighting their way to Urbane. And uh, then Aragon realizes, oh shit, I can't defeat Galvatorix yet. So he goes and he talks to Solombum and like bullies him for a little bit. And Solombum's like, I don't know. I just told you the thing that I was told. And I don't know how I know the thing, but you go fuck off and you do it yourself. And then he realizes that the thing that he told was told, no one else can remember. So he knows it's very important. So he flies to Rowengard and he finds a bunch of uh, eggs in Eldunari, which Eldunari are the things inside the dragons that their consciousness can stay inside so that they live past when their bodies die. So they collect all of those things and like gather up their strength and then they go and they fight Galbatorix and they kill him with kindness and the, the spear that I said was important kills the dragon Shrukin who is mad and there was no saving anyways. And then the epilogue happens and it's very long and people go off and do their own things and Murtag goes bye-bye and Rorin builds a castle and Aragorn leaves forever and Arya becomes a queen. You skipped over so much that I thought you might throw in there, but yeah, that's that's very that's much it. That's the gist of it. Yeah. That's the gist of it. Yeah, you you skipped over the part where Nasawada gets kidnapped and then Aragon becomes yeah. leader of the Varden and then never leads the Varden. Oh yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's why I skipped it because uh, <laughs> it, yeah yeah it is important, but I, you said as fast as possible, and so I yeah that's pretty much it. I included the Dalthert, which was probably less important than Nazwada getting captured. But, but it's such a matter. cool word. It is. And we should do that every book club. Is just what? start with you having to say as fast as possible because oh that's a good TikTok for us to put out. You know what I mean? <laughs> Thank you. Um, I would honestly look m m like I've got Brissinger on my wall, so I'm happy. But like getting a replica of the Dalthert that has like LED Ooh, lights in it that yeah. glow. You know what I mean? Like I, maybe I can hit or a... just have it be glow in the dark. Maybe so can... when you turn off the lights, it like glows green. Oh my god. That would be fun. Maybe I I can hit up Jessica Negri and be like, I would like you to make me a prop and I will pay you for it. Sure. She seems like she or or Danielle. Feel like Danielle. Danielle. I feel like Danielle was a better bet on that one. Skills for that for sure for sure. Um, but like, could you imagine that hanging on the wall, just like this like glowing like bar? Yeah, anyways. I just I'm picturing it in Denver, <laughs> in January, you like leaning over in the hot tub and be like, hey. <laughs> so um. I, I need a spear. I need a spear that glows. Um. Yeah. So uh, we start the 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 book starts much like the previous two books with action. Yes. We go right into it in it. Bellatana, where we get the doubt that Nirnin. Um, yes, the orchid. I found it interesting that Nirnin and Fernin, uh, Arya's dragon from the end of this book, yeah. their names are so similar. Spoilers. <laughs> you just capped the whole, that's why you did, you just recapped the whole book. So Oh, that's right. No I forgot spoilers. to mention that Arya becomes a dragon rider. <laughs> Arya does become a dragon rider. Kind of important. Um, 
a little bit. Uh, so, th but the yeah, so the spear, which like becomes important, yeah, and will continue to be important next week. Um, which is fun. It is fun. Uh, the, so so yeah, we we get this like sequence in Bellatona where the the Varden are really cruising. Like the Empire's had a hundred years to entrench itself, and like militarily, they're not great. Yeah, a lot of the cities, uh, and especially further away from Galbatorix, really don't like him. Uh, like, their will to fight. Mm -hmm. Like, we find out that a lot of the soldiers don't give a shit about Galbatorix, but they have a mayor, leader, duke, whatever, like, uh, is in that city. Um, the, the family that runs the city, a lot of people feel a lot of loyalty towards um, because yeah. they... Have they have done so much for them that, that because they're they're good people, um, which uh, w was interesting because obviously those people have to swear to Galbatorix, but they can within w within their bounds still care for the people around them, and so yeah. the 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 soldiers are not fighting for Galbatorix. Uh, uh, some of them, sorry, I should say. But, but even though it, like it it is that kind of thing of everyone is willing to fight within their um oaths. Yeah. But no the 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 Varden kind of just win because the Varden are willing to fight to the end of their life. Yeah. And the citizens of the empire only are really willing to fight within what they literally have to magically. And and it creates this lopsided affair where even though the Varden are up against these impossible odds, taking a city is a very hard thing to do. Yeah. Um walls are walls are hard. <laughs> walls are good. Yep. Um Unless you put holes in them to shoot crossbows out of. Uh, so you end up in this weird situation where the Varden are toppling cities that they should not be able to topple simply because the other side is less interested <laughs> in participating in the combat. Yeah. And it it kind of narratively, in a, in a backtracky way, makes the end of Eldest work a little bit better for me that Murtag is also in a similar position in that book. Right. Um, in that, like, everyone in this empire is kind of willing to let the Varden win because they don't... They're, they're, they're just... They're not fighting as hard as the Varden are. A lot of them, yeah. There's. I'm sure there are definitely some people that feel that sense of loyalty. Like, you mm -hmm. know, they've never been wronged by the Empire Galbatorix, so, yeah. like... You know why would they, of course they're gonna fight the Varden? They've got these big scary Urgal monsters with them. But um, yeah, it is more complicated than just like us versus them. Yeah, it's like well, I, I'm loyal to this person because they have shown kindness and like uh, towards me and and my family and and my ancestors in this city. And, and I, I love that it's not just about Galbatorix and like the the top of the top. It's about all the people underneath of him who he is controlling, who then either are controlling the people under them with, like, magic or with kindness or with fear. Um, yeah. They're all the different tactics that are implied. Yeah, and we, we get this interesting um, dynamic here where the the battle ends, mm -hmm. they take Bellatona, they have to leave some of their force behind um, to guard Bellatona because they can't trust anyone there. Because of the, of the magical oaths, even if people wanted to join the Varden, they can't, right? Yeah. So the Varden are in this weird position where they have to keep advancing, but they have to keep leaving a number of their troops behind, and they can't grow within the Empire. They can't take troops from the Empire, which is what a force like this typically would do, like a freedom fighter force would sort of, uh, you know, Star Wars plays a lot with this in the um, media that isn't the movies, um, where uh, Imperial forces keep defecting to the rebels, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Rebels talks a lot about this, and, right. and a lot of the books do. The Varden can't do that because of the way magical oaths work in this world. Yeah. And so you have this interesting like narrative heading into the final battle with Galbatorix, where the Varden's army keeps getting smaller, and there's nowhere that they can pull from. So there is this sort of like by by the time we get to Urubain, Roran is talking about the fact that we have about three days of food. Yeah. And there's no reinforcements coming. So it is a like, we have to do this now yeah. in every city. It's like, this is the, we, Naswada sends him to Aros to take the city. Yeah. And the idea of it is you have to take it by Sunday or else we're not going to get to Urbane before our food and supplies run out. So yeah. good luck. Yeah. The stakes are always very high. Yeah. Because of it. Um, and so it's, yeah. it, it does create an interesting sort of first half, second half of this book mm -hmm. where the lead up to the fight with Galbatorix, the stakes are so high. Yeah. And then the epilogue is so long, mm -hmm. but there's there's no stakes in it. And so the, it, it, there is kind of an interesting sort of lull effect yeah. for, for, for how long the epilogue of this book is. Yeah, and I think maybe that's why some people don't love it. Um, mm -hmm. I really enjoy it. I like yeah. to know what characters get up to after the story ends. I uh, liked it more this time than I did the first time I read it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. My feelings have definitely changed being like more of an adult. Because uh, the first time I read the ending, I was like, what the hell? It's like this is not happy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I was like, I, I, I just, I want my favorite characters to be happy, but it kind of ends the 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 way that it has to. Um, and even you know, the moment I read it, I was like, Ugh, and then I thought about it for five minutes, and I was like, no, it makes sense. Uh, but um, especially reading again the second time, I was like, eh, the pieces just fall where they're supposed to, mm -hmm. um, in a very natural way. I think. I also think that the, um, God, this is hard. So this week, <clears throat> we read all of Inheritance and all of Murtag. So my brain is fried right now you know, on Inheritance stuff. Yeah. And parsing through that. We, we read a lot of book in the last four Yeah, yeah, week. yeah. The, um, interview came, the interview was being filmed two days after the book came out, so yeah. we had to literally, like, speed run Murtag. And we couldn't get an advanced copy, so we literally, like... I we I read half of Inheritance, then all of then Murtag, all of Murtag then, then the other half of yeah, Inheritance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. Um... The the ending of this book works better for me now that there is another book in the series. Okay. Because if that was where the story ended for those characters, I would be a little bit like, if, if we never got anything else, I'm just kind of like, okay, mm -hmm. where is the where is the resolution? Yeah. Because I don't. I it's interesting. I don't think the epilogue is a resolution. No, and I don't think it was ever meant to be. I, I don't either, right? But yeah. it, when I was, what? This came out in 2011? Uh, I think so. Uh, so when I was 19, not really getting a resolution for some of our characters, um, like they all just kind of get day jobs at the end of this. They go yep. to like their corporate nine to five. <laughs> now that we know that there's like more of stories in this world and we're getting like what the like actual resolution of these characters are mm -hmm. I enjoyed the this book more yeah knowing that Murtag exists yeah yeah I, I, I hear that Gordon Chen Gordon thank you so much for 10 memberships thank you for gifting 10 membos to the community let's go we're gonna have an all green chat uh, thank you thank you Gordon I appreciate that because <laughs> here's the thing I will say the ending of this book works yeah. Structurally, it just wasn't my favorite at 19. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 100%. I, I, I'm completely on board with you. So, um, yeah. So, they take Bellatona. Um, 
They, uh, Elaine's baby, Hope, is born. Uh, this is a really great scene. Uh, yes. Aragon, uh, she has a cleft lip, uh, which is a really difficult thing um, in the past. Now, obviously, uh, there's a lot that we can do about it. Yeah. Uh, but, but there's still many communities throughout the world that do not have access to the kind of surgical care that we have in North America. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they're, they're incredible charities that you can go donate to uh, that do go and help uh, with uh, this. Uh, and part of the reason why it is so hard to deal with it, it is not like an appearance thing. And I think that a lot of people look at it as like, oh, it's a visual issue. Right. But that that isn't like the main issue for babies in underserved communities. Um keeping babies fed with that can be very difficult. Yeah. Um keeping just keeping food in their mouth, right? Um and so it, it is a it is an issue that can be life-threatening yeah. uh, at a young age and um I appreciated the way this book uh dove into that. Um and and the way that Aragon sits there all night and sings to her, yeah. uh, so that her uh, lip will heal. It was very cute. Yeah, it it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And like you know, like everyone's like very worried. Like this, the 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 Elaine's journey, you know, all the way to the Varden and like mm-hmm. being pregnant, like has already been so hard. Yeah, they're very worried about her. Um, and at first you think that Elaine is has died, right? Because like yeah. the 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 women are keening, but. When Aragon goes, uh, Arya comes out and it's like, "You got to do this. If I do it, they're gonna think that I replaced the baby with the changeling. I, you, your people have some weird fucking stories about elves. So you have to be the one to fix this. Mm-hmm. I, I will be here for you, but like, there's nothing I can do without yeah. making her life worse." Yeah. Um, Arzu, welcome back to the nerd table. Uh, the, the short stories are a better epilogue for Aragon as a character than the epilogue of this book. Interesting. There's, there's, there's some really interesting ones. There's, there's I have not stuff. read them. So I'm excited to read the four. I'm going to read, because we've already read Murtag. So I'm going to read the fork, the witch, and the worm for the second Murtag um, book. Or no, actually, it should be this week because the fork happens in the first half. Yeah, yeah, I would read um, it. It's, it's easy. Oh, if you're joining us for Murtag, uh, stop at Nalgorgoth for week one. and then Or read the whole book. But we're going to stop at the at the Nalgorgoth um, switchover. Yes, yes. Um, and if you haven't read the book yet, you'll that doesn't mean anything, but you'll know what it means when you get there. There's like the, the book is divided into parts, yeah. so we're doing part one and two, and then there will the be part... a page in your book that says Nal Gorgoth, yes. and then the next page. Yeah. Um, because I, I don't think that's spoilery to no. say that, right? No, that's just the name of something of a place. Yeah. Um, it might be a spoiler if you like know Christopher Paolini's languages, but I don't, so I don't know if that means anything. It's not even really because Murtag is like hmm, in the the language. This means this. Very strange. Like it's not yeah. like. It's not a dead giveaway for anything. Um, Murtag is really cool. Read it. Uh- <laughs> so, uh, Rorin goes to Aros and... Uh, oh, they do make an alliance with the Werecats. Does that happen? Oh, I thought that happened in Dressiona. Does that happen in Bellatona? I thought it was, like, between... Yeah, 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 you're right. They show up at the, after the Bella, uh, Bellatona. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I was like, we meet Grimmer. Uh, Angela che- cheap cheeps him. Yeah. Uh, which we find out is... Like, kind of a funny story later yeah. on. Yeah. The werecats treat it like it is the funniest thing in the world. Um, I don't know. He's, like, he's very embarrassed about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Angela is is a dick, but she's very <laughs> funny. No, she's great. She's great. Honestly, like, one of the best characters in anything ever. She's uh, fantastic. But, yeah, they make an alliance I do, with I, the The werecats. one thing I do like about that story, though, is that she magically punishes Roran or sorry she magically punishes Grimmer, Grimmer yeah um for the same reason that Roran fights the Urgles for like dominance and it's like her and Roran have this like similar thing where they're like hey you can kill people 
but don't torture them first. Yeah, yeah, pretty yeah, much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I Which was like, is... where are you going with that? But no, that is that is correct, actually. Fair, I guess. Uh, so Roaring goes to Aros, uh, and this is where Chris Paolini is like, hey, he had to go get a summer job. And what do you learn at summer jobs? A new skill set. And so he finally gets to use the skill the, the skill set he learned milling for a summer, uh, or for a winter, actually, uh, yeah. up uh, in um, Theronsford. Yeah. And he uses the sluice gates. Here, here's what I will say about this. Uh-huh. I am sure that this all makes sense. Yeah. My understanding of what a sluice gate is is this much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so I just, like, trust that, like, it, <laughs> it, it works. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's I one of those things I was like, no yeah, idea. sure. Yeah. I, that works. Yeah. It happened. <laughs> it was in the book and it was written. So obviously it makes sense. I'm sure Bre- I'm sure Chris Pallini did more research than I am about to. Yes. Yeah, yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea how this works because I don't understand the... the physics and and uh, things involved but uh it's cool it's fun uh basically Nazawada <laughs> is like look you kind of have to take our rose, otherwise you have to send uh, aragon and Sephira, and that's just going to really fuck us up yeah. so like you better get it done and roran is like this is impossible but wait this is where though the stakes of the galbatorx fight are set up and I, I think that it's really brilliant to do this in a scene that aragon isn't in yeah where karn gets into the first real magician's battle that we've seen, yes. right? All the other ones have had like fucking Eldunaris or elves or all of this, uh, all of this external shit. Yeah. This is the kind of first one we see that goes really poorly. Yeah. And um, involves just like two people using regular magic at each other in this world. Yeah. And it's such a strong scene. Um, uh, Karn's death is- Is really impactful. Horrifying. Both but of it's their deaths. so emotional. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and the, the enemy magician as well. Because, like, Karn, Karn explodes, basically. Like, uh, the, the, the two of them, they're... they're they they do the the mental battle thing, um, mm-hmm. which we're told is like you know very important because otherwise you're both just gonna die, which is kind of what happens here. But like Karn, um, Karn overtakes the magician, and the magician retaliates. Well, because Roran Roran distracts the magician for a second. Yeah. For just one second, and so Karn's able to get in through his defenses. Yeah. And in the, like, moment before he just seizes control of the the enemy magician's brain, that magician says, well, fuck it, right? Yeah. You're going down, I'm going down, too. And like, the square erupts. Down, going down. Yeah. This scene is so good. Yeah. Like, it, it really, it hits. For Karn, Karn is not the biggest character in the series, right? No, no, but, but I love him. For what he does and for what he represents and what he, like, teaches the audience about this world, what a fucking, like, 10 out of 10 side character. Bam. Yeah. If I could play a character in the TV show, I would want to be Karn. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's fair. Because I'm not big enough. I'm not, like, famous enough to book a big part. You know what I mean? I know that. But, like, if I could be Karn for four episodes. You could be Nargarshvog. (laughs) You you know I would. I know. I would show up for that makeup job every fucking day. I know. I know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Hey, Chris, we're friends now, right? (laughs) We hung out. We're friends. I will. I will. Can I be an Urgle? No, I don't even need to be Nargarshvog. I'll be uh, Ugragra. You can be Yarbog. I'll be Yarbog. Yeah, you get to arm wrestle with, or not arm wrestle. Yes. You get to oil wrestle. Oil me, Chris, oil me up. Slap me around. Wait, that sounds like a Saturday (laughs) night. Um. (laughs) That would be, honestly, Yarbog would be such a fun, random role if they keep that moment in. But I think that they would have to. Mm -hmm. Um. 
for sure. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Karn does this like he's so good. It's such a cool character. Yeah, Karn does this like horrific thing where um, uh, Roran gets like mad. He's like, this guy killed Karn, and he goes over, and the guy doesn't move. Yeah. And he realizes that all the water is just leaking out of this man. There's like a puddle underneath of him, and he shrivels up into dust. And it like that visual. He does horror so well. Mm-hmm. Like, it, oh, God, just awful, horrifying, in the best, best way. Yeah. Um, yeah. The human raisin effect. Uh, and so they, um, they, they, they take Aros. And then he goes back to the Varden and is like, I did it. And Aswad is like, that's fucking crazy. I didn't think you were going to do that. Great. Come to Dras Leona. Yeah. We got to, we got to go fight, um, the fucking crazy cult people. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of crazy cult people in this world. Uh... <laughs> yeah. And so uh, in Drasiona, the plan is to sneak in yeah. and break the door out from the inside. Jode finds a secret entrance because um, that's what he's really good at. Yeah. He's really good at reading obscure texts and putting together pieces of information that other people would easily overlook, uh, which is how he he and, and Brom was, were able to steal Sapphira's egg. Um, See, this is, this is why Jode and I are the same person, though is because I watch content and I pick out all of the things that everybody else misses and then yeah. they get mad at me for it. <laughs> You're like, I'm observant. I don't know what the problem is here. Attack on Titan is bad. Um, <laughs> wow. You know that's going to get clipped. Whatever. Uh, it's over now. Anymore. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah, so for the people who love it, I'm so glad that you like it. I'm, I'm just making jokes because it's like so successful that who gives a shit what I think. Yeah, um, no one actually cares so that we don't like it. Worden dies in a trap. Uh, and we get into the... Um, oh, yeah, there's lots of torture in this series part of the book. Yeah, so it turns out these these tunnels that Jode found are actually uh, definitely being used by the priests of Hellgrind. Yeah. Um, they're, they're, they're getting in and out of these, no problem. Um, Aragon and Sephira get captured. Uh, Angela kind of gets captured and disappears as well. Um... Yeah, she gets, like, taken away by a bunch of, like, soldiers, and it's fine. She comes back. She's, like, literally no one can hurt Angela. Um, uh, yeah, uh, Aragon and Sif- er, Aragon and Arya are about to be sacrificed to the next Razak eggs. Yeah. Uh, gross. Disgusting. Uh, the priest of Helgrind, who is, like, a torso, yeah. is like, you don't deserve this honor, but your flesh will feed the old ones. Um... And then they leave them there, shackled up, and the eggs start hatching. And I hate this. Uh, I love this scene. It's, it's so good. so uncomfy. It is. Oh, no, it is good. It's fantastic. But, like, no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Well, but, but it gets into, Nightmare like, fuel. It, it gets into what I, we talked about so much in Wheel of Time, where I wanted stakes, right? Yeah. And there's something really satisfying about Karn's death into Worden's death. And, like, the, the way in which these characters are dying because of the war that they are in. Yeah. We get Hrothgar. It's we a get dangerous place. Later on, we get Queen Islandi. Like, th- this series kills characters mm-hmm. in front of our heroes in a way that, like, emotionally is based on their failures or on, like, the ways in which they fuck up. Yeah. And, like, you, there is the argument that you can make similar to Wheel of Time that in this final book, they kind of run through all of the fights. And they kind of win all of the fights. And they do. I, I will agree with that. Um, but in the first three books, they don't. Yeah. And so the, I, I don't necessarily think that it's it's quite the same. Yeah. But 
when we get to like this, suddenly, stop the action. Our characters are chained up and a horrifying thing is happening. Yep. And they barely get out of it. No, oh, barely. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely Oh, uh, Muhammad, not. thank you so much for that super chat. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, if, if it weren't for Angela, they would all be fucked. Um, literally, Angela is the best. Um, yeah. They, first of well, all, but they're, some they're kids... gonna fucking break their hands to get their fucking hands out of the goddamn cuffs. Well, that's, that's, Aragon is like, okay, if I break my hands, I think I can get it out. And as he's about to do it, Arya's already three steps ahead and she's already, she breaks one of her wrist thumbs. I, I don't yeah, know. So here's the thing. Ugh. Here's the thing. So if you are in this situation and you need to do this, don't break your thumb. What you want to do is dislocate your thumb. Because if you break the bone, that that's worse. But if you can, if you can just get the right tension on your hand this way, you can pop the thumb out of its socket, and then you'll be able to slide uh, as long as you can get over this bone. Which most handcuffs nowadays you won't be able to. This really only works on manacles um, that can't be resized as much as our handcuffs nowadays can. But if you can get over that bone, if you can get to like here, which is where your thumb joint usually stops it, if you dislocate your thumb, you can get your hand out. Okay, well, good to know, just in case you ever get shackled to so a like, wall and being sacrificed to the rest. Their plan might have worked. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, Angela yeah. just comes in and saves the day, but... Yeah, there is some kid who comes in at first and is like, get me out of here. Yo, Muhammad is from Malaysia. Oh, shit. Let's go, Malaysia. Oh. Thank you for coming in. Yeah, I, I want to go to that. Malaysia. One day, one day. Um, <laughs> uh, Nicholas, that, that should be that should be part of roleplay related too. Please super chat your Attack on Titan opinions for oh charity. Oh my god! Hey, we'll take it. Um, Breezy says, "Have you had to escape from shackles before?" No, I've only ever been uh, shackled by consent. <laughs> you weren't trying to escape. I, oh, maybe in the middle there, I was like pulling on a little bit, but I wasn't actually trying to escape. No, no, no. It's I was just, having it's fun. It's for fun. Yeah. Uh, the audience was having a good time. It was a weird night. I oh, Tokyo. Oh, Tokyo. Okay. I, I would have guessed New York, but who knows? I mean both, but. Uh, there's a kid who comes in and is like, please get me out of here and is utterly useless. Um, and he's about to literally kill Aragon. Hey. hey. What? Hey, listen. What? Listen. If I'm about to get eaten alive by baby Razax, I give you permission to murder me. Okay? I'm just saying this right now. I would rather be I would rather be stabbed in the face. Straight up, no joke, than eaten alive. Yeah, but like Aragon still hasn't tried the breaking his hands trick yet. So. Sure, sure. And I hear you. Hundred percent hear you. This kid is not wrong. Yeah, I, I get his train of thought. It's sort of like how I'm not mad at them for killing Shrukin, because Shrukin's life is hell. Yeah. Um, And, like, Shrukin is already mad. If Galbatorx had died and Shrukin hadn't, Shrukin would have just felt the pain of that loss and still been mad. Yeah. Like, killing Shrukin is a kindness. Killing Aragon in this moment, if he wasn't going to get out, would have been a kindness. And I agree with that child a thousand percent. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, But it's fine, because Angelo shows up and uh, gets him out. Um, and gives uh, gives Aragon her sword to use, uh, Tinkle Death. Um, very cool. Love it's that. It's all biter. It's Tinkle Death. Uh, Do you want Tinkle Death too? I I would love that. I would not trust us to have a sword that sharp in our house. Well, no, it, you don't actually so, have it that sharp. But I'm so clumsy. No, you That, don't. like, if I were to fall near it, I know I would cut my whole body but in half. why would you keep it that sharp? You just make it look nice. Good point. 
It is, what is it, the, the, the epitome of an inclined plane or something? I, I don't know. I, I, I sure. science, math. I, it was one of those things where I was like, yeah, it sounded like um, the so. subtle knife from uh, His Dark Materials. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyways, really cool sword. Um, I, There was somebody online I I saw who made it. Wait, really? I, I yeah. If I want to see an image of Allbiter. Yeah, I, I definitely saw someone share it like several years ago where it does look like clear glass. It's very cool. Um, oh, a clear glass one would be a cool display. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and it's, it's you know, it's meant for display. Um, but yeah, someone made like this like glass. I, I don't know if it's even made oh. out of glass, but... Yeah, right? I don't know if that was the one that I saw. I kind of love it. It's really cool. It's really cool. You know what? This looks like it was printed out of the same thing our calendar was printed out of. No, that one's more clear. Calendar is kind of like opaque. This one, though. This one looks a little bit like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, anyways. It kind of looks like Sting. Yeah, true, true, true. Yeah. I would look. I would love. Oh my is that god! Just all Wait, the swords? I want Arvinder, the purple one. Oh yeah, that's sick. Sorry, chat. We're just looking at swords. Looking at swords. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Um, obviously these are not to scale because Brisinger is larger than Zarok, but that's fine. Uh, is Brisinger larger than Zarok? Yeah, Zarok is a one-handed sword, and Zarok is, or sorry, Brisinger is a hand and a half, and Zarok is a one-handed sword. Mm. Um, fun fact. Arzu, thank you for that super chat for the Allbiter Dowther fun. Thank you, Arzu. We like, that. we like weapons. We're going to have a whole armory one day. We already do. Yeah, I just mean, you know, we're going to have one room that's like dedicated. You know, five swords, seven lightsabers, an axe, calendar, what, three daggers, a bow. Like how many more weapons do you need for an armory? I need more. I need, I need many more. All right. Uh, so they take Dross Leona. <clears throat> uh, they, they get to like the fucking, they, they get their shit back except the belt of Beloth the Wise, which oh. is just fucking gone. Yeah. The, the belt disappears, which is fine. Uh, Safira fucking kicks Thorn's ass. Yeah. Like, like Safira is like, you fucking little runt. I'm going to show you how a real dragon fights and just uh, annihilates him. As she like, should, right? Like they're, they're in this position where Thorn is only a match for Safira because of Eldunari strength. Mm-hmm. But in terms of training, Thorn has, Thorn is, uh, which we learn a lot about in Murtag. So get ready for Murtag. Yes. Um, Thorn is basically kept underground. He's shackled most of the time, right? Like, this is a dragon. And sorry if that's a little bit of a spoiler for Murtag, but it's not. It's a spoiler for a flashback scene in Murtag well, but that it's has also, already happened by this point in this book. And it's also, like, very much implied that, like, yeah. they are slaves, basically. Like, but, but, but in terms of training, like, it doesn't, like, Thorn isn't out there on the battlefield training against a large dragon all the time. Yeah, yeah. Right? If Shrukin fought him, Shrukin would just kill him. How would he Shrukin train against Shrukin? Shrukin is too mad to understand not to kill him. And Thorn didn't get to grow into his body properly. Yes. And so Shathira like has this augmented. massive advantage over Thorn mm-hmm. that has only up until now been offset by the Eldunari that Murtag rides into battle with. Yes, definitely. Um, and I loved getting to see that. Rural Flora, have you never seen our calendar? Wait, let me grab it. It's right over there with our Wheel of Time map on the wall. Oh, everyone just saw I'm wearing my Grogu pajama pants. It gets <laughs> so hot in here, I can't wear real pants when we yeah, do the yeah. show because it's three hours. This yeah, is this is Calendor. It uh, does glow under black light, um, yeah. which is what very am I doing cool. Here? Yeah, so this is our this is our Calendor. Mm-hmm. 
Um, she's cute. Yeah, she's like opalescent, but somewhat see-through. Yeah, it's made out of like a flexible resin, um, so it's not it's not breakable, which is nice. But it will warp. Yeah. So you do have to like uh, keep it stored, kind of. Yeah, we wanted flat. the sword from the cover, and so um, dangerous ladies, the incredible team there, uh, mm -hmm. they uh, designed this and printed it and sanded it and made it all pretty for us. Yeah. 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 It's very cool for your Randall Thor cosplay. Yeah, yeah, gotta shoot that. Um, I got, I definitely gotta shoot that. Nicholas, welcome back to the nerd table. Angela told her name to the head of the priest before killing him. Oh yeah, she's like, if you knew who I was, you you wouldn't have fucked around, cause now you're about to find out. And uh, yeah, they they find out. Yeah. Angela, I don't know what Angela has been up to for the last couple hundred years, but uh, hundred. I said couple hundred. I don't know. Easily I, a thousand. I have no... We Easy. don't know how old Angela Easy. is. We have no idea where she She's comes from. She's older than Islanzadi. Why do you think that? I think she's, a, I think she's older than Islanzadi. Okay. I'm not, I'm not like, saying you're, you're For some reason, I think that she remembers Islanzadi when she was a kid, but I might be making that up. I don't remember that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. She stayed with the elves in Duelden before Arya was born. True. So she's at least 100. Yeah. yeah. But Isn't Zadi is, like, much older, like, um, yeah. you know. Yeah. She's known as Moon Eater by the Urgagra. Yeah. I'm like, what is, is she Lanfear? No. She's the least horny person alive. Fair, fair enough, fair enough. That we know of. I mean, like, I feel like Angela and Solombaum, you know, <laughs> there's something there. Uh, yeah, mm, I don't know about that. I don't know that they like, I don't know that they touch, but I think that they masturbate in the same room. Okay, yeah. You know Mutual what I mean? masturbation. Yeah, I think she's got like a little vibrator and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, yeah, yeah get it. Have yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah, they watch porn together on the mirror. I don't know. I like the idea that, that Angela is Lanfear. She just like isn't in any way Lanfear though. No, I know. I know. <laughs> like, but Moon Eater, that just, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. all. That's all. Um, yeah, I don't know what Moon Eater means, like... She ate the moon. Um, yeah, I'm so curious. I want more Angela stories. I don't know if we're gonna get those. I think the mystery of Angela is I don't know. appealing for people. I don't know if I agree with that. I don't, yeah, Christopher, in, in the interview, he said, you know, like, there's going to be several more books. Um, I will also say that keep your eyes out... Because there is a there is an there is an Angela reference in Murtag that Clarice missed. I did actually. I missed yeah. it. Yeah. Because um, it's it's it, yeah. You got you got a it's a big brain thing to find, but Angela does uh, does have a little reference. Yeah. Uh, that 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 you need to keep an eye out for in that book. Yeah. So, anyways, they take Drasiona, Thorn and Murtag fly away. Aragon and Arya get fucking wasted. And in the middle of that, Murtag yeah, and Thorn... Yeah, I thought they were about to fuck. I was yeah. like, god damn. They might have. I was like, do I not remember Arya and Aragon just boning down in the no. middle of this novel? No, because Murtag and Thorn cockblock yeah. Aragon. And they come and they kidnap Nasuata. Yeah. Um, and take her towards Arubin. Uh, Very bad. No good time for Nasuata. Uh, <laughs> Aragon is then appointed the leader of the Varden. And, and then he like, goes for a walk. Bye. And he's like, I gotta leave. And they're like, we, we, Aragon, we fucking just made you the leader. And he's like, guys, go straight to Urubain. Don't worry about it. I'll be there in like six there. days. Yeah. Get the Urubain. Get the I'll be there in like six days. Uh, even though it should take them like three months to get to Urubain. But it doesn't matter. No, the world's not that big. 
Moving, on Dragonback? Moving a force. No, 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 no. They should be able to get there. Oh, you mean the army. Moving an army <laughs> to Urbane should take at least a month. Just real. They are not that far away, though. It isn't about distance. It is about moving an army. It's not like moving a regular force of people. Yeah, okay. I don't know. I, I wouldn't know. They got to go from there to there. Yeah. They got to cross a river. Do you know how long it takes to get a, an army across a river? I'm assuming they just went It takes around. like four days. But, yeah. But, yeah, like, they, like, they, it only takes them a couple days to get to each, like, city. So, they're, at least they're evenly spaced out enough that it oh, makes sense. 100%. I understand that the book says it takes them a couple yeah, days to yeah. get from city to city. It doesn't. I, I, yeah, I wouldn't know. <laughs> if you're moving 100,000 people, it just takes time. There, there's just, like, logistical elements mm -hmm. of moving a force that large that this book is like we're not going to deal with it because yeah. this isn't what this book is about yeah but that robert jordan would have spent like six books trying to describe in great detail the way perrin sniffed every single soldier who was on the yeah. journey with them. and how the different <clears throat> arrangements of the tents would be changed each day they camped i feel like talking to me about wheel of time is an insane experience of trying to figure out whether or not i liked it because on the one hand, I defend the books and the way that the story should be adapted for the show so hard. Mm -hmm. And then on the other hand, I also shit on the books so often. That I think that makes us true Wheel of Time fans. <laughs> like, I, I think that you have to be a Wheel of... Like, to, to be I'm a Wheel so of Time I'm so defensive of a story that I don't know that I like that much. Yeah, yeah. You have to <laughs> love, hate it. There is no in-between. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, Aragon... Speaking of Wheel of Time, uh, tomorrow is the first Watt Wednesday. <gasps> yeah! Uh, so, at 11 a.m., our reader rewatch of season one, episode one will go live. And then at 6 p.m., season two, episode one will go live. There's two Wheel of Time videos going on the channel tomorrow. You're welcome. Yeah. We didn't want to drag it out forever, so... Um, <clears throat> Hopefully we'll be done by the end of the year. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of videos going up on the there channel. Might, we might also do Wheel of Time Sundays so that we're done in a month. We're, 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 we're trying to figure it out. Because, well, like, yeah, we'll right see. now, if we, if we put it out every Wednesday, we are still putting out Wheel of Time videos in mid-January. For eight weeks, I know. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll Honestly, see. I, 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 I don't know. Yeah. We'll we see. might just want to get it up. We have so many videos, guys. I know. So many videos. But also, like, a lot of them, I don't know what people care about, so it's tough. It's weird. I was like, and eh, no one's going to give a shit if we release Ahsoka or not. But I've seen lots of comments on our videos being like, I'm so excited to watch your Ahsoka reactions. And I'm like, oh, oh no. James Colley says, oh good, more half-heard, misremembered tutorials by nerdy spoken with absolute confidence. <laughs> Exactly. Wow, fuck you, James. <laughs> hey, we're here to have a good time, and that's what matters. <clears throat> uh, so Aragon flies to the Rock of Kuthian, mm -hmm. which him and Sphere can remember, but Arya and uh, Glader can't. So They're like, well, this is suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Obviously, we have to check it out. Yeah, so they check it with Solombaum. They fly. They meet a dragon, water dragon person from fucking One Piece. A Nidwall? Yeah, Sea King, as they're called in One Piece. Oh, I thought uh, it was Gyarados. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> and uh, they get all the way to Vroengard. Mm -hmm. There are people living on Vroengard somehow, even though it's poisonous. Yeah. <clears throat> but also there are snails that are delicioso. Yes, snails, very tasty. Um, and uh, shadow owl things that are a genuine nightmare. Yeah, yeah, they like chitter like squirrels, but not quite. Very confusing. Uh, Arazu, thank you so much for five gifted memberships. Thank you, Arazu. Let's That's very kind go. of you. But then we get Appreciate sort of the, the, the story of two burrow grubs. One, in the soothsayer's lair, or whatever, remember that. 
chat for no particular reason. The Hall of the Soothsayer? Don't, don't remember that, but don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Uh, doesn't come back in this book. <laughs> so Murtag and Gobbatorx are, are just kind of torturing Naswada, and she's crushing it with her mental defenses. She <laughs> murders her fucking jailer dude, even though he didn't really do anything to her. But like, you know, she had to try and escape. Yeah. She didn't get very far, but she killed three people. Yeah, that's, that's not nothing. Uh, and then uh, Galbatorx brings in the Burrow Grubs, which is everybody's favorite part of the inheritance cycle. Everyone's worst nightmare, I think is what you mean. It, it's a it's a grub that turns into many grubs, and it just crawls around inside you. Yep. Disgusting. And leaves little tracks under your skin of all the places it's been. It reminds me of the vampire facial that I got, and I hate it. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, gross. Yeah. If this is if this is TMI, I'm so sorry. Like, just skip for like five minutes. Um, but I, five minutes? What? Okay, no, well, you're going like in two detail. Minutes, like two minutes. I, I I got this. It's called a vampire facial, but it's also called something else. I don't remember. Um, but they like take your blood and they like spin it and they get the plasma. the plasma from it and they in, inject it into your face to like help with your skin. And I was like, sure, yeah, I'll try that. Why not? Um, my skin is very thin. And so they, if they, if they injected the way that they're, they normally inject it, it would have like bruised and like been like not great. And they're like, don't worry about it. There's another method. So, um, you'll be fine. Just, uh, relax. (laughs) And, uh, okay. This is where you want to like skip for 30 seconds if you get weirded out easily. Ours is probably muted. I'm so sorry. They take the needle and they put it under your skin and they slide it around under your skin to inject it. And it was the most horrifying experience. It was worse than the LASIK that I got. It it was it was it it was it was heinous. I would never do it again. They were like, "Yeah, you should probably come back and do it uh, three months, and then another three months later." And I was like, "Nope." Uh, <laughs> so never doing that again. But that's what the burrow grubs reminded me of, because it's just like under your. It's awful. Hate it. Uh, Nazwada, I feel like I understand uh, like a small, tiny piece of what you went through, and I'm so sorry because that was hell. Uh, <laughs> but it doesn't break Nazwada. Nah, because she's a bamf. And then on Vrolingard, Aragon finds Burrowgrubs living in a bush. Which yep. means that, like, you know, what's his butt? Uh, Galbatorix. He goes back there every once in a while because there the we learned that the world of Rowengard has changed because of the amount of magic released in the big final fight there. Yeah. And so the burrow grubs are this monstrosity that was created by wild magic in the area. Yeah, yeah. They're like they're wrong. Like they feel wrong, and we learn that. But they're intelligent because they... Galvatorx can communicate with them. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's it's interesting. I don't know how intelligent they are because like Brom is able to communicate with like a bird to be like, "Come here, I'm not gonna hurt you." Yeah, but Galvatorx says not there which means they're intelligent enough to like they understand oh no yeah because that's not the ancient language yeah i don't know they, they yeah they definitely have to have some kind of intelligence i guess so yeah Ugh, yeah, yeah yeah i don't like it so the there's like an elf that like exploded themselves on vrongard island and it, yeah. they, they, we find out afterwards that it was on purpose yeah to try to and cover this up. dissuade people from exploring too much well and to cover up the hiding of this space right yeah yeah. yeah, very cool. Uh, so Aragon uh, is checking all this out while he's just trying to figure out how to get into the Rock of Kuthian because he's got to speak his true name. Yeah. And they take three days and Saphira figures hers out and Aragon's like, fuck, 
why didn't I get my name first? And he's part of the reason is he didn't get his name first is because he's trying to figure out Sephira's true name before her. And it's like, Aragon, if you had just focused on yourself <laughs> instead of trying to beat Sephira, if you weren't so goddamn competitive, <laughs> you might have won. Yeah, yeah, and it's a lesson it, we it. all need to learn. Sometimes mm -hmm. being more competitive does not help you win. In fact, it does the opposite and it makes it harder for you to win. Uh, sometimes, yeah. Lesson learned. Uh, and so... We we get uh, Aragon climbing a tower. He breaks rocks for like five hours. Aragon does the equivalent yeah. of like fights some snails. A twelve-year-old boy. <clears throat> I mean, he's only like seventeen, <clears throat> so not that far off. I know, but this just very much feels like me and my friends when we were twelve in our community. Like we're gonna go into the woods and we're gonna go be men in the woods, and we went and, like cut down a tree for no reason. Yeah, but like you know, people still make like woodcutting TikTok. Like it's very, very it's relaxing for people. But so yeah, he he does like he does the like male spirit quest. <laughs> the male, yeah, he fights the snail and he just keeps like jumping out of its way. He's like, na 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 boo boo, like you're too slow. <laughs> and then he uh he climbs a tower and he realizes what his true name is. Mm -hmm. And we don't get to find out what it is, but yeah, we don't learn anyone's true name or um, the name of names. Because it would give the readers of the books too much power. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. It is deliberately kept secret, which I, I understand. Which is just a respectful thing for Christopher Pauline. It's, it's him showing respect to his characters. And I can get behind that. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, some people were like, mm, cop out. But I, I, I don't think that that is the case. I think it is more interesting for the audience to fill in that blank. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, the, the true names of people is always... I, I've always found it one of the more interesting and unique parts of this series. 100%. Uh, I agree with that. Very, very cool. It's one of the things that I, I really do love about the concept of the magic system. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so they go into the Vault of Souls, where there's like a mecha man dragon person. Yeah. Uh, and that is literally a Eldunari with a body. And there's just a part of me that's kind of like, why don't we just build an army of this? Um, I don't know if it can be, like, replicated. Why? They did Wait, it once. it's not an Eldunari. No, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a construct, I thought. Yeah, and it's powered by an Eldunari. Oh, It's one it? of the dragons. That's why it has a dragon head. Yeah, but... Because what else could power it, right? An Eldunari. But, like, what if we just... Okay, sure. so, like, all of these dragons, their bodies die, and they're like, ah, oh, fuck, I would like to have a body... What if we just built them all bodies and then we just have mecha dragons? This oh my god, Christopher Pauline, the ser this sequel I want. Five hundred years later, transform. There's like technology in Allegasia, right? And we have mecha dragon people walking around. That's some oh. D and D shit, and I fucking love it. Oh wow! Powered, and it they open their chest up, and it's like the heart of the dragon. I mean, look, it, it would be fun, but I, I don't know about the consequences for, for everybody else. Well, but the fun thing about them is that the uh, the they can't use magic, right? Uh, so they, they're not spellcasters. Not necessarily. They, they could the use... dragons can still enact magic. Yes, but they can't, like, con they can't cast spells with the specificity that other people could. So they wouldn't be the most overpowered people is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. But, like, mecha dragon people would be pretty cool. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, they would need their own, like, island. And then we could have a rider who's a dragon riding a dragon. So it could be a dragon ridden by a mecha dragon. I don't think dragons can bond one another. You don't need the bond. You're both dragons already. 
You just need a wild dragon that wants to have a rider. They're the opposite. Oh my god, they're the opposite of the Razak. The Razak grow up and become a ride for their kids. The dragons carry their dead parents around in mecha dragon bodies. Oh my god. Uh... I think that sounds pretty fucking rad. That does definitely turn things on its head. <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll, we'll send our ideas to Chris. Uh, so Umaroth is there. Uh, Umaroth is the dragon, the white dragon that was bonded to Varel. Yes. Uh, and he's like, yo, we're going to give you some Eldenari. There's a bunch of eggs here. The dragons are saved. But, like, we're going to make you forget about that when we leave. Yep. We're coming with you, though, the Eldenari. We're going to help you. Uh, the, the eggs are going to stay here in secret so that Galvatorx doesn't know about them. But uh, let's go fight. Let's ride. Bronco's <laughs> country. Let's ride. And so they, they wing out and they fly to Urbane. Yeah, um, uh, Umaroth teaches Aragon this, like, really cool, complicated spell that creates a pocket dimension for the Eldenari to, to, to stay sure. in. And Aragon is like, okay, but, like, how does this work? And they all tried to explain it to him for, like, three hours, and he's like, look, I still don't fucking get it. And they're like, you know what, we'll worry about this later. Uh, which I thought was very funny, because I was like, yeah, how does that, how does this work? Um, I also do love that all, like, the old Eldenari are trying to impart their, like, half-mad wisdom onto Aragon yeah, yeah, before yeah. they get there. But, um, uh, was it, no, it wasn't Belgabad. That was the biggest one. Um, Belgabad did not, his Eldenari did not survive. No, 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 uh, the, the oldest one, uh, uh, ooh, what's his name? The oldest dragon who imparts the, the visuals of, like, the birds... Um, oh, and I can't the, remember the, the, care, the care of them. Yeah, the old one. Yeah. <sighs> can't remember his name. Yeah. Um, <sighs> yeah, can't remember his name. It'll come to me later. Um, but everyone is like, mm, this doesn't really make any sense to me, but sure, I'm going to hang on to that for later. That never comes back. Uh, wing, wing, nudge, nudge. Uh, <laughs> so they get to Urbane. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, yeah, they're like, hey, Elva, you, you better come with us. And Elva's like, you know what, yeah, I should have came with you last time, but I didn't. So I feel bad about it. Um, Elva, you, you should come with us so that you can be there. Well, to be fair, their whole plan revolves around Elva, and Galvatorx knows about her, so their plan is moot. Like, yeah, yeah. like they have they fully improvise the ending of the series. Um, Obviously, Paolini doesn't, but the characters are like, well, everything went to shit. So Which is how it should be. Oh yeah, always, yeah. always. Plans are uh, plans are only plans until the plan starts, and then they're they're forgotten ideas that don't matter anymore. Uh, so they they come up with this scheme where Roran is and the everyone else is going to attack the city mm -hmm. uh, with a like hologram Sephira, and Aragon, Arya, and the elves are going to sneak into the city and they're going to go fight Galbatorix while all this is going down while Thorn is busy chasing a hologram around. And yeah, uh, this mostly works. They break into the city, they get into the citadel, uh, and that's where things kind of start to fall apart, right? Yeah. Uh, the the siege of the city is going very well, too well, uh, because Suspicious. Galbatorix just like lets them in, basically. Uh, which Galbatorix I hold not a good strategy. No. Um, you could have. They could have held the walls of Urbane so much better than they do hold the streets of Urbane. Even though I get that Bast can. Barst, yeah. Bast. Lord Barst. 
Wait, there's an R in that name? Yeah. Fuck, I'm dyslexic. Um, you listened to this, though. I read it as well. Did you? Yeah, whenever there was, like, action that I don't understand, I, like, pull up the book. Barst. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I... It's no, okay. I, yeah, I, I pull up the book when it's like, I'm like, wait, what the You're fuck like, just what's happened? Happening? Yeah, 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 fair. Um, Because sometimes when I'm hearing it, I can't really get it. I have a feeling Lord Barst was like, nah, fucking let me at him. I want to break some necks. I know, but Barst, you could have held the walls better than you held the streets, man. You yeah. Really, you really lost on like a a strategy that every military person knows not to do Um, because you got you got cocky. Yeah. Uh, And also you got hit by catapults. <laughs> Yeah, well, and he, he proves to be a problem, right? Because he has an Eldunari. <laughs> a little bit. He, he's got an Eldunari, like, in his belly. People are like, wow, he really likes beer. Um, but no, it's actually an Eldunari in his armor, which is the craziest, like, the craziest visual. Because, like, he's probably, like, very fit and just has this, like, bulging, like... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, he is pregnant with an Eldunari. Um, and it, it is what is fueling his, like, supernatural strength. He yeah. is, he is wrecking everyone. Literally, nobody can touch him. Uh, all the Which soldiers. Which I think is interesting. Just because Murtag, yeah. with many Eldunari, yeah. was physically on par with Aragon. Yeah. Who has elf strength. This guy's got one Eldunari, no rider strength. Just human plus Eldunari. Yeah. And he's, like, taking out his Lazandi. And so I'm like, how how old was that dragon, right? Like, what Eldunari did he have? Because he had all, his, his one Eldunari is better than all of Murtag's Eldunari plus Murtag's dragon strength. Uh, yeah, right. Because because Murtag also the Eldunari make up for Murtag not being an elf. Uh, and, and yeah. so so well, and his and and the bond strength that he gets. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't get, like, super strength. Like, uh, Brahm is, like, you're, you'll be a little bit, like, a little faster, a little bit stronger than an average human. Yeah, but that's still... But it doesn't get you to, like, elf level. So... No, no, but I'm just saying that, like, his one Eldunari overcomes... Yeah. A huge... Uh, and and I, uh, I think it is the combination of Eldunari plus wards that Galvatorix yeah. has put on him. Because, uh, mm-hmm. like, no one can, can land a blow, and he's also super fucking strong and And he's terrifying. definitely not Sauron. He just has a big black mace. Y- yes. Yeah. <laughs> it does... Yeah. It is... Th- this is very much the opening scene of The Lord of the Rings. Yeah, where he's just, just swinging and there's just people flying. People everywhere. Yeah, uh, that is kind of what it is. Um, oh, 100%. Islan Zadi goes in there. And she fucking dies. Everyone's yeah. upset because the queen is dead. And then they they pepper him with like big ballista shit. And then Roran, the normal dude who's like not in, who's like, he like cuts off his hand. Well, and here's it the is, thing. It is the opening of the Lord of the Rings. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Rorin is like, okay, shit, we obviously can't beat this guy just by running at him. Mm-hmm. Like, we're, we're failing by doing the same thing over and over again. That's dumb. So we're going to throw a bunch of rocks on top of this guy to hopefully exhaust yeah. the, the strength of the Eldunari so that we can actually hurt him. Um, And it works. It, it, yeah. It does like those. Well, kind of. He, they they do yeah. that, and then they jump on him, and they slash at him for like twenty minutes. It still and then takes he some time. Beats yeah. the shit out of Roran's left side, and then yeah. Roran gets a final killing blow. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Eldunari finally like exhausts and like breaks, 
And, uh, and ba- Barst is like, Barst is no elf could kill me. And Roran goes, but I am no elf. And then he stabs him through the helmet and then white light. And then Barst like crimples in on himself. So wait, is he the witch king or is he Sauron? Both, kind oh, okay. of. Gotcha, gotcha. But no, he, he breaks that. Um, we get the light moment because he breaks the Eldunari. Yes. And the light shoots out of his chest. True. So like. True. It's True. all there. Nice little reference. It's like poetry. It rhymes. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, we get, it, it's a pretty epic fight. Isanzadi's fight's great. Like, the sequence of it is all really fun. Yeah, it's well done. There's some really, really, like, sexy action writing here. I love that Blogden actually, like, contributes. Well, and I think that when they they adapt this for the TV show, it's going to be fun because... There, there is something boring about the visualization of the Citadel fight between Galvatorx and Aragon. They're kind of just standing there looking at each other. Right. But to be able to cut that with the action outside is going to allow this to have a lot of motion. And I, yeah. I'm hoping that they don't feel the need to make the Citadel scene more action heavy than yeah. it already is. Because they do have this like battle to cut to that is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um... Yeah, it's gonna be fun to 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 watch the like. What's not comparison? That's not the right word. But like having both of those things yeah. happening simultaneously, um, you can do a lot of creative stuff with that, and I'm yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to it. So inside the citadel, uh, Elva helps them evade all the traps because she's like, okay, step there. No, you have to like really think. Like you have to like actually go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Aragon's like. <laughs> How do you... But I know that I'm not... Wait, fuck. Yeah. So they eventually get past the traps. Gotta commit. Except for one that Elva misses because it's not going to harm them. It just traps the elves. Uh, and so the 12 elven spellcasters don't get to go into the final boss room with them. Uh, it's yeah. like every single video game where they're like, we got to make, we gotta take away some of the superpowers that you have for the final fight so that it's still hard. Uh, pretty much, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so they all get... They use up all of Aragorn's ammo before he gets into the final fight so that he has to be creative with it. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, they get to Galbacorix. Um, Shrukin, really big. Really They think that big. there's, like, giant drapery around the room. Nope, just Shrukin's wings. Just his wings. Just, just his wings. Yeah. He's, he is, like, gargantuan. Yeah. Um, and he is so mad. Yeah. Like, he is... The epitome of hate and violence, and I just feel so bad. Nicholas Cardio does bring up um the uh, the elves' weapons are used to stop the trap, uh, and yes. so they break all of those elven weapons. Yeah, Arya's sword. Tragic. Or what is Arya gonna do without her weapon? Oh no. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, it. Ooh, that moment. That that was a really cool moment. Mm-hmm. Um. I wish that we had had a little bit more information on each of those weapons. Just like a list? No, I just mean a like... A glossary at the back of the book? No, I just mean like, I wish like, you know, in the telling of like a story or something, there had been a, a mention of like maybe one of them because Arya's like, you know, these are all storied weapons. And I'm like, oh, okay, if you say so. Sure, sure, sure. Right, like we didn't we didn't actually get to know anything about them, which is fine. Like, I don't really know how you would have fit that in, but I was just yeah. kind of like, oh, okay, if you say so. Um, they're not just regular swords. Maybe we'll get a, a, a short story compilation, one for each of the weapons. Of the swords. Honestly, I would fucking love that. I'd read that. I would absolutely It would be a fun framing device for a short story collection is that each of these swords breaks in the Citadel. And yeah. so this is like the the el- the story of the elves that each that held each of these swords. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that would actually be a fun framing device. Even And even if it wasn't the elves who held them in that moment, but like, they, like 
weapons can be passed down. Now, oh no, no, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. So they can yeah. be through different ages, families, yeah, um, which would be really interesting. Could, I would it, love that. You could have like a story that goes all the way back to like when the humans first arrived in Alagasia. Yeah, yeah, the war with the dragons, like. Well, I feel like that would be most of it, right? Yeah. And then you, the the last story would be one of those weapons being used in the fight against Galbatorix that they lose. Yeah. And so it just ends on a real downer. Just like, yeah, it was all for nothing. Yeah, they definitely lose. Galbatorix wins. For nothing now. to be done. For a hundred um, years. <laughs> yep. So we get the... F Fuck. I'm going to go get locked out. <laughs> I'll be back. Uh, Talk about fun. Galbatorix. Um, Galbatorx is, uh, terrifying. Um, I, I think he's an actually really interesting villain. He does not give a fuck about, like, anything. He's very single-minded. Uh, he's trying to find the name of names, uh, which always, obviously we find out that he has found. Um, he does not give a fuck about the Vard. He's like, yeah, yeah, Aragon and Sephira, you're gonna bring yourselves here. I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to go looking for you. I, I, I don't give a shit. The Varden are all gonna, like, basically kill themselves in this war, um, and stem their own rebellion because I'm gonna win here, and there's nothing you can do about it. He's like, I know about Elva. I know about the Dalth Dart. Um, I even know about the Eldunari, which, honestly, no idea how. Um... That, that's, like, a really fun, interesting twist that I don't... I actually have no idea how Galbatorix knew about the Eldunari. Um, like, he's like, I have I know everything. I have spies. And I'm like, oh, my God, how? How did you find that out? I think he can feel them. Sure. Because even, like, even the elves, when they're talking with the elves, the elves are, like, looking behind them at something that they don't quite know what it is. I think that... Galbatorix would be so familiar with the feeling of Eldunari. Yeah, maybe. That that feeling that the elves were having would be even more potent for him. Or not potent, but he would just be more aware of what it is. Yeah, maybe. Or there's an elf, right? There might have been an elf that was on his side. Yeah, maybe. You never know. On, yeah, that, that's possible. Um, but anyways, he is he's terrifying. He knows the name of the ancient language, and he uses it to strip away everyone's wards, uh, yeah. to freeze everyone in place. He makes all the magic outside go haywire, so the good guys keep killing their own people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All, all their, like, spells are not behaving like they're supposed to, which is causing chaos among the Varden. Um, among the Verdant. Yeah, yeah. Among the Verdant. Which, honestly, that would be, like, the most terrifying part, is being like, I'm trying to do a thing, and it's doing the, like, the... Like what is happening? Yeah, that would be uh, that would be especially when you already like notion. know that there are spies in your ranks. So it's like who's turning on you because it's the final battle, right? Right. Yep. Yeah, it's good. It's good shit. Uh, yeah. And so then Aragon and Murtag duel duel to entertain Galvatorix because Aragon's trying to figure out a way to like. He's like, "Fight me, you old man!" And the old man is like, "Well, first earn that shit. You got to fight your brother." And yeah. he's like, I didn't win the throne by accepting every old challenge and duel. Are you and fucking And Aragorn's like, my half-brother, Brom was my dad. And Murtag's like, what? And even Galbatorix is like, hmm, makes sense. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't remember exactly how this went down. And so there was a part of me that was like, oh, dude, does, does Aragorn, like, get away with it a little bit with Galbatorix? Because Galbatorix is trying to, like, come up with his true name, but doesn't know that Brom is his dad. And so, like... Galbatorx can't beat him because he doesn't truly know him. But then that that didn't happen. So it didn't matter. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I can't. Uh, yeah. 
Uh, Stephanie says, uh, with the name and names, would he not be able to bypass their words and scry on them? Yeah, and he, he probably did. I don't know how long he has known the name of names. Mm. I honestly think he discovers it shortly before the Varden get to Urbane. Um. It's an interesting point, though. Like, he could have scried them the night before. Oh, yeah. 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 And the, the necklace wouldn't have changed anything, because he can yeah. change the, he can change the necklace. He can change the nature of scrying. I don't know if he can change the necklace. I think it, yeah, it depends it, on if the necklace was created with um, worded language. magic or not. Which, here's the thing. Most people don't know that you can cast magic without words. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. that's not public knowledge. Even Galbatorx doesn't know that. Yeah. Because uh, his training wasn't complete. Um, and so that ends up kind of being part of his undoing. Right? Oh, a he, thousand percent, yeah. He thinks that because he knows the name of names, that they can't <clears throat> cast any kind of magic whatsoever. Um, and therefore can't protect against it. Aragon and Murtag fight. They fight. Uh, Murtag goes for a killing blow. So yeah. he would have won the fight, but Galbatorx stops him. Yeah, he's like, no, I said no killing. And then Aragon is like, I gotta give up a rib. Like Adam, when he God created Eve. He sheathes the he sword. He sheathes the sword, He really guys. does. Yes. Uh, and he takes a body blow so that he can fucking take out Murtag. Well, because he's like... Winning the fight. He's like, why can't I understand Murtag? You know, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a good sword fighter. I've been I've been practicing this. Like, I've been been working so hard to yeah. be the very best like no one ever was. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he realizes because it, it's because Nazuad is there and that Murtag is willing to do anything. Like, he has to win this yeah. for some reason. Uh, and so Aragon is like, okay, I have to give him what he wants so that I can win. Uh, fantastic. Great sequence. Murtag it's a is, great fight. Murtag is so upset. Well, and, you know, Murtag's, Murtag's moment at the end, because, you know, we, we skipped over it a little bit, but Murtag has been visiting Nasuada. This is a perfect time to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, Murtag's been visiting Nasuada drunk and then not drunk and falling in love with her. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, was teased at at the end of the first book, right? Yeah. Um, but they, they have this really beautiful relationship. That is built on her pity, unfortunately, from her to him, um, and on regret and guilt from him to her. But, yeah. but there's a genuineness to the way they interact with one another. Yeah. That um, I don't remember being when I when I was 19 and I read this book for the first time. I remember being like, I don't get this at all. Like this doesn't work for oh, me. Oh, really? Okay. And it just didn't at the time. I was like, Murtag sucks. And now that I'm like an adult and I'm looking at it I, I do get it right part of it is Stockholm Syndrome part of it is like a which apparently is not a real thing but Stockholm Syndrome yeah yeah I don't know that I buy that um there's I have read several very conflicting articles um but uh yeah it's it's being it's being disproven it was created okay Stockholm Syndrome was like uh, something that they, like, kind of made up to, like, explain this, like, one thing that happened. It, 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 it's, it's very strange. We should... Sure. I, I, yeah. But, 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 but this isn't even really Stockholm Syndrome because Murtag isn't the one holding her in place. Yeah, this he's is, also a prisoner. It, like, you're right. It, it is the wrong word for it because this is trauma bonding. Yes. They, yes. they go through something that nobody else could understand. Yeah. And they're both people with responsibilities in the world that you... That no one else could possibly glean any information on. Yeah. Um, from the outside, right? Like, they, they go through something that is so intimate and so bizarre. Yeah. And so unique. Yeah. And so they create this relationship that, honestly, in hindsight, I, like, I get a lot more now than I did back then. 
Yeah, I think that just comes with uh, maturity and life experience. Yeah. Um, I, I'm like Arzu. I, I loved Murtag, but I can understand, like, he, he's such a complicated character. Um, there, there's a lot to unpack with him, which is why he's got a whole novel that just came out. <laughs> Nicholas Cardillo brings up something really interesting that's a, kind of a spoiler for Murtag, so don't really read his comment. But that is interesting, Nicholas, because, yeah, that, yeah, hmm. Huh. I didn't think about that. I don't know how to talk about it, but I want to talk about it, but we can't talk. Nicholas, well, let's, let's let's get back to this when we read Murtag. We'll talk about that next week. Because that yeah, is an there's... interesting point about Galbatorx. Yeah, but Galbatorx may not have fully, like, comprehended what was sure. happening. Because he At was the time, yeah. so young. Uh, which, and he was going through some shit. Yeah, he had just lost his drive. There's, there's. Let's move on. Let's there. move on and let's get back to it when we read Murtag. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Murtag, uh, so Murtag and Nasuad have these incredible scenes where they're falling in love, and then they. Murtag's, Murtag's name like, changes. Well, Murtag's like, I'm gonna try and get you out. Yeah. I'm gonna, and he's like, fuck you, Aragon. If you just waited one more day, I could have freed her. And Aragon is like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, when Murtag loses, he, he realizes in talking with Aragon in that moment that they're different. Yeah. That, that Murtag and Thorne have fundamentally changed into something else. And, and, and it's something closer to Aragon, right? Yeah. Because like, the, the difference between them is that Aragon has always been willing to sacrifice himself. Yes. And we'll get into how the end of this book is just him sacrificing himself. And Murtag has never been. And Murtag has always made it about himself and Thorn. Yes, when Thorn comes along, for sure. And so now Murtag realizes that he's a little bit more like Aragon now. He's willing to sacrifice himself for somebody else. And the way in which he goes about that is... Um, my true name has changed. Aragon, get ready. Yeah, he realizes Three, this two, one, go. shift inside of him, and they uh, yeah, and then they just fucking throw themselves at Galbatorix. because Murtag uses the name yes. of the names. He yeah, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah, uses the name of names. Galbatorix fucked up letting him hear it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then yeah. they do this for five minutes. Uh, kind of. Arya definitely stabbed Shrukin. It's just shaking. <laughs> you got four minutes left. Four minutes left. Did she just pull your neck? No, it's just cramping. Oh my god. It's cramping. Okay. Doesn't know his limit. Oh wow, that hurt. Yeah, I would never have done that. Uh, <laughs> oh, I heard that crack. Um Ugh. Yeah, they kind of stare at one another. Uh uh, Thorn, Thorn actually launches himself at Shrukin, mm-hmm. uh, grabs him, Sephira, then it realizes what's happening. They try to bring down Shrukin. Shrukin is fucking massive. They're going to get, I'm like, oh my God, they're going to get crushed. But, uh, but Arya uses the Dalstar to, uh, stab uh, Shrukin in the eye all the way through to his brain. Um, and just, uh, I don't know how she got up that high, but she jumped with magic. Yeah, but that's still like fucking. She's so, he's so big. Yeah, I mean his neck is so long. His head might have been closer to the ground because, to be fair, uh, Thorn and Sephira are so much closer to the ground. So yeah, he's they're on to his bite neck. at them. Well, no, and they're on his neck when it happens. Yeah, they're like trying they're to pull him down. They're weighing yeah. him down. Um, is it just Nynaeve versus Magi? A hundred percent matter. Kind of. A hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, uh, <laughs> despite the fact that Shrukin is. Um, uh, uh, but Shrukin isn't dead yet. Actually, that happens next. First, nothing happens. And they just stare at each other. 
and Galbatorx is just fucking winning. He holds everyone in place again. Thorin is attacked. Saphir is attacked. But then everyone gets, like, stuck again. And then Aragorn realizes he's lost. Yeah. It's over. No victory here. Shukin is still alive at this point. And then Aragorn uses wild, crazy magic times, pulls the magic of the all the fucking Eldunari and from Saphira, and he just wants Galbatorix to understand. And Galbatorix doesn't have a ward for that, because, yeah. like, how the... Because it's not an attack. And what would you ward against? I don't want to stop the magical... Gaining of knowledge, like I, well, and like, that he would never do that, right? But like, yeah, how would you ward against this kind of a thing? Yeah, really hard to do, right? Yeah, this is why it's fucking cool. And so Galbatorix starts to actually sword fight Aragon because he's like, "What did you do to me?" Yeah, he's like, "Make it stop." He is in so much pain yeah. from understanding the the harm that he has caused people. Yeah, and the Eldunari catch on to what Aragon is doing, and they funnel their own grief and their own life experiences into the spell, which, like, strengthen it, right? Because Aragorn, uh, in, in comparison to the dragons, Aragorn has a more limited understanding of the heinous crimes that Galbatrix has committed, but a lot of them were there yeah. when he betrayed them, when their riders died. Like, there is so much emotion that is poured into this. And then with the, with the dragons, like connection to inherent like magic um it just kind of turns it into this like into to 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 one of one of those like things that the dragons can just like make happen well and i I also think that the his connection to his eldunari that he's made mad like he understands for i think the first time all of the pain that's been in the back of his head even even regardless of everything outside the citadel if it was even if it was just understand what you did to those fucking things that you've been feeling for a hundred years. Yep. Right? It's all just like in the back of his head at the same time. And yeah. it is, it's it's what sets this, the finale apart, I think, in terms of the fantasy element of this. Yeah. I think that it is a, it is not a cop-out finale in a way that sometimes beating the big bads can be. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, he's so, we've set him up to be so powerful, how do we take him down in the end? Yeah. The way they beat Galbatorix makes sense within the rules of this world and does not limit his strength. Right? No, It does yeah. not take away from what they've set up with Galbatorix the way yeah. that some other, fan- let, you know, in my opinion, lesser fantasy series do. The end of the series very much makes sense within the world that they built. And I think that that is really a credit to allowing Galbatorx to be the scariest, baddest motherfucker on the planet. Yeah. Letting Galbatorx win. Yeah. And then beating him with something he could have never seen coming. Yeah. That is within the world of this magic system. It's great. Do you think that, um, do do you think that the spell would have succeeded as well without the Eldunari? No. No. Okay. I don't either. Because no. I, I, like... Uh, I don't think it would have happened. I don't think Aragon naturally would have had enough energy to make it happen. Oh, yes. It definitely, like, saps... Yes, for sure. So, so like, n- no. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm just yeah. wondering. I don't think, like, the understanding needed the Eldunari, but I think the amount of power it takes to create something like this, I don't think he could have done without them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I think I, the understanding comes mostly from the dragons that he's connected to. That's my thought because, as well. Because he's already open to them. Yeah. So like it's not even about getting past his mental barriers. He ha- he in order to use their power, he has to be open to them yeah. mentally, right? And so you're basically just helping him understand what is already in his head in a weird way. Yeah. Um 
And so I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's really like, I don't think Umaroth's anger is what sways him. Right. But I do think Umaroth's strength allows it to occur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, Aragorn also would have been blown to smithereens. But despite, you know, but despite all the feelings, feel yeah. all the feels, as uh, Matthew and says. Th- it, this is, while they're sword fighting and he's feeling all the feelings. Exactly. This is where Shrukin gets stabbed because he's distracted. And, yes, yes. Shrukin gets distracted. Galvatorx starts fighting. Um, and Aragorn uh, managed to. They reveal Nasuada is chained in the corner of the room. She's oh, that the, she's was there way for this. before. I know, but yeah. I just, we didn't, she is there. Yes, she she's is She's just present. kind of like present. Yeah. Um, Aragorn uh, stabs uh, Galbatorix and Galbatorix. In the same spot he stabbed Murtag. Yeah, yeah. And Galbatorix, er, yeah, Galbatorix is in so much pain that he decides to unmake himself. Yeah. This is how I feel, this is how I felt when we were living in the Brampton apartment and I was like having migraines four times a week. Yeah. Where yeah, I was yeah. like, I, I think I might rather be dead than this. Yeah. You're like, just make it. Um, end. Yeah. Yeah. I never quite got that far, <laughs> but I was close a couple of those nights where yeah. I was like, I, I just, I don't know what to do. Like, yeah. Just knock me out. Just, I was like... in so much pain mm-hmm. and there was no position. There was no t- medicine. Nothing was, I couldn't get out of it. Yeah. And so it would just be like nine hours of just misery. Yeah. And so like I kind of relate to this in a very dark way. <laughs> yeah. Of like, yeah, I get it, man. Like my migraines took me to, in a similar direction. Yeah. During yeah. that period. Yeah. Um, until we moved out of that house. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the, yeah, yeah. The, the reading this kind of brought me back to that time. Yeah, well, because, like, what what else can you do about it? Like, Galvatorx is like, make it fucking stop. And Aragorn yeah. is like, no. And he's like, okay, well, shit. And so he literally just, like, nukes himself. There's this, like, giant explosion, which Aragorn manages to, like, protect them all against. Well, he pulls everybody, he pulls everybody to Nasuada. Because he's like, well, I don't know how to get Nasuada here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he pulls everyone up. to Nasuada. Yeah. And then shields the area. They do save the two kids. There were two kids in the room that Galvatorx was using to threaten them with. Yeah. Uh, they save everyone. Uh, and, um, yeah. Crazy. Yeah, it's a really cool moment. I've always loved the, the, this finale. Mm-hmm. Like, how it all plays out. Um, how it still keeps Galvatorix dangerous. Yeah. Without, but, but, but giving, like, him still being defeated, right? Yeah. He doesn't just somehow become less than. Um, Outside, Roran gets taken out, healed, and then he goes back in on a litter, and Roran has been directing the battlefield from, like, a fucking litter. Yeah, in yeah. In the middle of the city. Roran doesn't know when to stop. No. Uh, can't relate. Yeah. I'm I'm really good at taking time off. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so yeah, Arya, they, they get everybody out, um... Murtag releases Naswada from her chains, which I think is a really, like, because he has to use the name of names to break the wards on the chains. Yeah. And I like that it's Murtag that rescues her. Yeah. Uh, and Arya goes deeper into the vault to go save the dragon egg while yes. Ar- Ar- Aragorn gets everyone out. Because they have, for they've forgotten about the other dragon eggs until, like, a yeah. few moments later. Yeah. From the vault of They souls. get their memories back. Yeah. yeah. And Arya comes out with a green dragon egg. Do you feel like this is too much of a spoiler? No. This guy is no. on the cover. In the same way that, like, I mean, Thorn is on the cover of Eldest. Good point. Yeah. Like, I, I think, yeah, some people would consider those to be spoilers. But I just think that, like, 
it's a book about dragons. You put it like when I was you put reading a dragon them on the for cover, the yeah. yeah when I was reading them. He's for the putting Sephir on the first one. A spoiler. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I'm just like it's a book about dragons. There's a different color dragon on each cover. Yeah. Whether or not it means something, who knows? We'll find out. But yeah, I've never had like an issue with it. Um, even though fair. it is kind of a spoiler. Um. And so um, they win. They beat the bad guys in a way that I really like. Yeah. I I, th- I do think like it, it, the the victories through all of the cities. I I kind of wish there was a city that held out that they gave up on. Um, I think that that would have been narratively interesting that they're like, fuck it, we'll deal with them if we beat Galvatorix. Just so that they didn't win so much in this book. Um, but I mean, other, yeah. other than like, and that's like a small thing. Uh, I, th- there's a lot here that I, it's it's really, it's a, quite a wonderful ending. There's a lot of swords Nicholas Cardew brings up. They save all the rider swords. Uh, H-Snap yeah. says, uh, great South Asian food though in Brampton. Brampton has incredible food and incredible place to live. Look, th- I-, I don't hate Brampton. I want to be very clear. We lived in a house where our, we shared a wall with a neighbor whose cigarette smoke was getting into our apartment and I'm allergic to cigarette smoke. And so yeah. that, it, what even like, I, I liked that apartment. I liked that townhouse. fine. No, I liked it. I liked our big living room. There, there was a, I liked our kitchen. Like there was a lot there that I liked. Sure. Um, I liked our little backyard. Like you know, like we had a we had a nice spot, but the cigarette smoke pouring into our house from our neighbor made me so sick. Yeah. And so it's not I, it's not a I'm not anti Brampton. Uh, <laughs> we just lived in the wrong spot in Brampton. Yeah. Um, and yes, the food there is incredible. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. It's a good finale. Good finale. It's a great finale. I, I, yeah. And I then there's it. like another 10 hours of audiobook. Yeah. There's the, like, look, there's a lot to wrap up and there's a lot that doesn't wrap up, which honestly I, I think is great. A lot of people are like, oh, there's so many dangling threads. Everything should have been wrapped up in this book. And I'm like, well, I, everything that mattered was wrapped up. Arzu, thank you for that super chat. Arzu, thank you. I love that the resolution was something only Aragon would think to do. Uh, to Galvatorix, N- neither Arya, Naswada, Murtag, Angela, or Rorn would think to do what Aragorn did. It's also yeah. a testament to how unique each of those characters are. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. And it, like, leans into the reason why, like, Safira chose Aragorn, right? Yeah. She says, like, in my egg, I picked you. There's, like, there's there's a reason for that. Yeah. It always had to be you. Yeah. There, there, there No one else could have achieved what you achieved. And... The the books do a really good job. Look, I, I we joke about the ways in which that this series is similar to other fantasy stuff, but what this series does that is that 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 I think really cancels out the idea of the plagiarism thing that people push on Christopher Paolini yeah, I, is I that he really writes why these characters feel what they feel about all of these scenes really well. Yeah. And so, yes, some of the, like, beats feel similar, but the character's relationship to those beats is so different. And I think that it's why the series endures and why people are so excited for Mertag and why it's selling so well. Yeah. Is that there's an endurance to the mentality of these characters and and, and to the unique... And we talked about him in that interview, right? Like, the way he writes women, and he has so many female characters who have agency in this story and positions of power. Arya is not just there in the end. We talked about this last night. Um, I really appreciate that in this long epilogue, Nasuwada does things with agency in the epilogue because she is a damsel in distress a little bit in parts of this story. Yeah, she gets kidnapped. And she gets tortured, and, like, she does have an unsuccessful breakout attempt that shows how strong she is. Yeah. But in the aftermath, you don't really need Nasuwada for the Siege of Urbane, right? She's kind of more of a politician. And yeah. she leads the Barden well because of the politician stuff that she does, not because she's, like, the best warrior. Yeah, she, she cuts up her arms yeah. and then 
doesn't fight for three months because she's healing. Yeah. So Christopher Paolini gives her agency in the aftermath of Orobane and really shows why she's a good leader. Now, yeah, yeah. Questionable choices with the magicians. But other than that... I think that is her one failing is that fear. Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah. And she's not wrong. I just think the way yeah. she goes about wanting to handle it is wrong. Yeah, it's such a tough situation because I'm like, well, I don't, like, what What? What do you do? Yeah. Um. Like, how do you, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that that's probably going to be the focus of at least one or two future novels. Yeah. Um. You know, uh, Christopher Palini said in the interview that he wants to explore more about allegation. He wants to do more stuff. He was like, I kind of, he was saying, he's like, I kind of want to do, you know, one fractal verse and then uh, one like allegation and kind of flip flop back and forth. But he was yeah. like, he's like, I, it depends because Murtag is like selling <laughs> really well. So if that's what people want to see, then so go, go buy Murtag. Go like, let, let Paolini know that we need more allegation stories. We only have three copies. So only three. Yeah. We have oh, an yeah. audiobook, the Kindle and the physical book. Yep. Yep. You're right. We only have three copies. So you should have at least that. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so let's go over all of the stuff that happens in the epilogue. They fix everything. Murtag, or, uh, Aragon goes and undoes a bunch of magic. Murtag and Aragon have an incredible scene where Murtag flees, and yep. they go meet, and Murtag's like, you here to stop me? And Aragon's like, not really, like... Depends on what you want to do. Are you going to go be evil? And Murtag's like, no, I just want to be alone. And he's like, you don't have to be alone. And Murtag's like, but, like, I kind of want to be alone. I kind of need to be alone for a bit. And Aragon's like, cool. And then Murtag's like, this is the name of names since you forgot. And he, like, undoes the magic on Aragon that was yeah. making him forget shit. And uh, so now Aragon, Arya, and Murtag, and no, maybe Naswada know the name of names. No. No, none of them do. Yeah, they do. No, Aragon is the only one because Aragon goes no, to talk Murtag to Murtag. Definitely does. Sorry, Murtag and Arya and... definitely does. No, Arya does not. She's not there we for that. We know that she does, though. How? It's a spoiler for Murtag, I guess. What? No, it's not. I guess for like the her opening chapter. Yeah, it is. Tell me, because I don't know what you're... Arya doesn't know. Murtag mentions in Murtag, in like really early on in the book, that only him, Aragon, and Arya know the name of names at this point. Okay, I guess yeah. I guess he taught it to Arya, but I don't think Murtag teaches it to Arya. I think that must have been Aragon. No, Arya knows it. Yeah, yeah. But like, but Arya is not there for that scene. I don't know that she's as affected by the memory magic as Aragon is. I think no, that, that she... might be why she knows it. No, no, no. The, the memory magic is that he... Aragon tells her. Okay, yeah. Aragon has. To, I was does like, he tell her at the end of this book? He might. I may, think he does. Uh, may, may, yeah. Sorry, maybe I missed that. But like, yeah, Arya's not there for that scene because Murtag has to like. No, no, he's not there for that scene. Say, but I know that she knows the name. Yeah, of the he has to say the name at the end of this book. Yeah. Okay, yeah. it is. Okay, I, I was. And then getting confused. Aragon told Murtag at some point that he told Arya because <laughs> Murtag does know it that she knows. Mm, right. I guess so. Um. But yeah, yeah, Nazawada definitely does not know the name of names uh, mm -hmm. because she wants Aragon to teach it to the leader of the of the magicians. Nasuwada doesn't know, right, right, right. Um, and Ar Aragon is like, no. <laughs> no. Um, the least amount of people who know this word, the better, because it, inherent, like, it, it is too powerful. Someone will abuse it. Yeah, I, Murtag and Aragon scene is one of my favorites from the end of this book. I, I really think it's fantastic. The two of them finally getting to talk. Murtag finally being free. Murtag understanding that he still did kill Hrothgar and, like, that he's still guilty of that one. Even though I don't think he necessarily feels as guilty about Ormus and Glader. 
because he was literally not in control in that moment. Yeah. He carries the guilt of killing Hrothgar on himself in a way that I think um, I really respected him for this time around. Yeah. Um, uh, and then Ar- Ar- Arya flee not flees. Arya goes back to Dweldenbarden, becomes uh, the queen of the elves, uh, and also ha- Fernin, the green dragon, hatches for her. So she's now a rider. Yeah. And a queen. Did you love Fernin's voice in the audiobook? Yeah, he's sexy. He's like a fucking bass. Oh my so god. and Fiernan fuck like crazy. Yeah, like they fuck Jackrabbits. all over Urabane. Yeah, they fuck everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Safira's like, I want to test him, and she fucking bites him, and they like fight, and then they fly really, really high, so we don't actually watch them fuck. Yeah, when uh, the dragons are boning, Aragon, Aragon tells her the name of names. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, Nicholas Cardillo brings up that, uh, Glader doesn't forgive him, but understands him. That's, yeah, Glader's part of that conversation's great. And I think that that, it, it helps Murtag into healing, right, before yeah. the, the, before As much they as he leave. does. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's tough. There is a lot of trauma there. So, what did you think about, uh, Arya not telling Aragon right away about Fernan? That makes sense. Yeah. She was far away. It, like, it, like, uh, Just get a mirror, Arya. You gotta... Well, yeah. They, I guess you can't mirror inside of Dwelt and Barden, so. Yeah, that, that's the weird thing about all the wards, is, like, you you are protected, but you are more cut off from the rest of the world, and so that has its mm, pros and cons. I know, but I love that she sends message by grass boat. Yeah. <laughs> like. Well, because, like. As, how would you intercept it, I guess? It's in the sky, like. And, like, no one would think and be like, oh, that seems important, because it's just a little grass boat. It's just a little grass just, boat. Just, there's going to there's gonna be so many fucking grass boats flying around Allegasia from people. Yeah. They're going to be like, oh, this is a new, fun way to send messages, instead of, like, birds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'll, but I do love that Aragon is like, wow, it's got so many masts. Like, uh, Arya's getting better at making grass boats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, fan, thank you so much for that super chat. Uh, the voice for Fiernan in the audiobooks is insane. It's hilarious. Yeah. It's so low. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I love it. <laughs> uh, so yeah. uh, we get to the decision. A few decisions. Uh, one, the Urgles are going to have um, the Hunger Games every year so that the Urgles can prove themselves to women and get laid. I mean, it doesn't have to be to the death because it's like a game. But yeah, basically. Uh, the Urgles and the Dwarves are going to be allowed into the rider magic, uh, so yeah. that they can become riders. Yeah. Which, uh, Oric is like, I might lose my crown for this, but yeah, let's do it. I want a dragon. I think that's Murtag, but it's fine. I know. I hate that Murtag is Scottish for no reason. In I the love audiobooks. it. Shut up. No, I love but it. The, but there are no Scottish humans except Murtag. So like, where did he get the accent from? I like that the dwarves don't have Scottish accents in this. It makes them a little bit different. But, like, where yeah. did Murtag's Scottish accent come from? I don't know. Uh, um, and then um, Aragon is like, hey, I'm leaving. And Naswad is like, no, I need you to run the Duvranger Gata and, like, force el- force magicians to work for me. And Aragon is like, hell no. Yeah. Absolutely What do you think not. of Naswad's plan? Look, I don't know what else you do in this situation. Yeah. And, it's like,. Tough. Considering everything that she has been through and what the world has been through with Galbatorix, I'm like, I get it. Do I think it's the right decision? No. But I've also never lived through anything like they did. Uh, Like, I've never been subjugated to, like, a tyrant who can use magic. Yeah. So, I don't know. I feel like my opinion doesn't really matter. (laughs) 
Well, and like, it's it's just so tough, right? Like, it's it's the thing that I think is always so interesting when I read like D&D lore. Yeah. Is there so many magicians in that world who can do anything to anybody? And like, how do you police that? Yeah. How do you police Tasha's hideous laughter? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> the wish spell. Yeah. How Like, and so I don't know. I, I understand Naswada's position and we'll get more into it when we talk about Murtag, but yeah. Um, it's but a it's, really tough, it's, it's a tough world. <laughs> and I, I think she's right in a way. Like, I think that you, if you're going to use magic, you should register with the government. Because I think that you should be registered with the government to drive. And I think that driving is less dangerous than being a magician. So you're, you, you're team Tony Stark. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. God, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, a thousand percent. Yes. Um, cool. In a world where like Thor exists. Yes. A thousand percent. Right. Um, yeah, I agree with Batman in that, like, you have to have a solution for every superhero in case they go bad. Yeah. Right? And it's, it's like, the, yeah. it's the Babel storyline in Batman that, like, you know, the Justice League really freaks out when they find out about it. But Batman has a strategy to take out every single member of the Justice League in case they go, in case something happens. Yeah. Um, and I get it, right? Like... Fuck, if Superman were real, the things that he could do... Yeah. Where everyone is at his mercy. Aragon can break into your mind and completely control every action of yours. Yeah. Like, that has to be regulated on some level. And, and I think that's honestly scarier than the, the casting the magic. Yeah. Is someone being able to infiltrate your mind without you even knowing it. There are yeah. only so many people who can notice when uh, someone is, is touching their, their brain. Yeah. Like... That 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 someone could be being manipulated without even realizing it is terrifying. Yeah, yeah, it's tough because you. It it's why I'm glad magic isn't real, because you can't. There's no solution to this problem. Yeah, there, there just isn't right, and, and that that kind of becomes once you start to bring that up in your world. Which is what Christopher Pellini does here. Well, and I think that I it's think very that, mature of him. Because yes. you could easily have just been like, yeah, magic. Eh, don't worry about it. <laughs> but there, there, is, there, is no, there is no solution. There's no end. There's no, like... Because there's no way to test people for magic in this world. There's no way to... Unless you catch someone using magic, there's no way to even know. And Aragon brings up, like, what about people who can just touch other people's minds? Like, that's technically magic, even though... And that's, and yeah, like, she's... they also have to join Dubrankergata, like... I think the, the the way that you test people is you touch everybody's mind and see if they notice. Uh, the whole world? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Oh, yes. yeah, it's a nightmare. It, it is an actual nightmare, yeah. logistically. Like, everything about it sucks. And, like, props to Christopher Paolini for taking on that big question... Because yeah. he could have easily just not said anything about it and left it. And, like, you know, some people would have been like, oh, what are you going to do about this? But the fact that he faces the problem head on, yeah. I think, shows um, uh, a rare maturity for this kind of thing. Especially in, like, fantasy. Because, like, fantasy can easily just be, like, fun and, and you know, dragons and magic. But once you get into the logistics of how that works and who's using it and for what ends, like, ooh... Yeah, it's a it, lot. it becomes a world where it is, this is going to be so fucking bad to say, but it would almost be better if Nasuwada was the world's best magician right. and queen. Right? Right. Almost. Just because, like, 
no one would be able to overpower her then. Mm-hmm. And so Galbatorx is almost right in what he's saying. Well, but the problem is Galbatorx will live basically forever, whereas Nazarada wouldn't. And I think but that, that might be better in a world with magic. And and I know that that is like controversial, but Team Galbatorx over here. No, 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 no not Team Galbatorx because what he does to everything else is wrong. Yeah. But Galbatorx's idea of I'm going to change magic so that you cannot use magic to harm somebody else is not a bad plan. Whether it's possible or not, I don't really know. Yeah. Right? I don't really know if that's how it works. But, like, if you could take the ability out of all magic, universally, including himself. It would only work if it also included himself. But you can take out the... Only people who use the language. You can't control nonverbal magic. That's, yeah. So yeah. then you would have these, like, t- terrible, powerful people who have an advantage over anyone. And, and those people can't defend themselves. Uh, yeah, I so, don't know. Uh, I, and that's what I'm saying. This is so complicated that how do you even begin to solve for it? Because Aragon says, he's like, if I stay and I become the leader, like, I'm going to live forever and I will always do what I think is right. But that... Might not be right. Like it's almost just better to not have magic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it is just better to live in a world without magic. Yeah. Because it is just it is in- inherently a system that is ripe for abuse, and it, yeah, unless everybody has it. Yeah, and, and, I, and I I I hear what you're saying in having the elves train magicians, but yeah, Galbatorix was still trained. And so yeah, but he did go crazy when his dragon died. You know what I mean? Like it's not like yeah, but if that's if that's what it takes, he was able to twist thirteen other people to his to to his whims, right? And some of them were full riders. Yeah, some of them were not kids, uh, right? Like it's the training. I think helps. Um, I, I definitely think that like you know showing people. The, the, the lives of, of those around them and the, like, attention and care for that helps. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's again, it's not perfect, right? AMV fan says, uh, I think the solution is you teach everyone to defend themselves mentally. Can you do that, though? I don't know, I don't if, even know everyone if everyone can, can. learn. I, yeah. I don't know if it's said that, like, anyone can learn. Uh, if, and you, if would that's... Still, you would still be able to, t- smarter people would be able to take advantage of less intelligent people. Yeah, yeah, if they, yeah. And that wouldn't stop you being attacked by physical magic. So they could just break through your mental barriers by attacking your body. Yeah, it's tough. I don't but know. Thank you for that super chat. Um, it's it's really, really tough. Yeah. There is There is no good solution here. And we'll get to, um, there, we'll talk, this does come up in Mertag, so we'll get to talk about it. Yeah, for more, sure. More, and like what, what, what has happened in the last year once we get there, but. Yeah, yeah. It is fun. I'll, honestly, like, Mertag existing is fun, because there's, there are some, there aren't really answers yet to these things, but Mertag, we get Mertag's opinion on them, and that's going to be fun to talk about next week. Yeah, and, and how the world has changed in the time after yeah. Galbatorix has, has died. Yeah. Um. So, uh, we get to the end of, um the book, and Aragon uh, reveals to everybody, kind of one by one, that he's going to leave forever and never come back, because it, there's not really a way to raise dragons in Allegage anymore. Everyone is spread out, and there's no there's nowhere where you could raise dragons without it hurting some population. Yeah. And also, the dragons would be in danger. And yeah. so he's going to take them east and hope that there's something there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they know that there are lands beyond. Yeah, but they just hope that there's, like, food. Uncharted. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. They get there and there's like no large animals. He's like, well, we gotta fucking go back. I can't feed dragons on squirrels. Yeah, when he tells Oric, he's like, you know, if they start eating the Feldenost, like, the dwarves are going to be pissed. Yeah. Right? Like, I, I need them to to have their own place. Because everyone else kind of has their own place right now, right? Like, yeah. obviously, they're intermingled in a lot of ways. But it's, yeah, it's 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 very sad. It's obviously, like, prophesied in book one. Yeah. Right? Like, we all kind of knew that this was coming. Mm-hmm. But it still sucks. Like, it's still very sad. I agree. Yeah. Uh, so, um, he gets to say goodbye to everyone. We get kind of like the Roran and Katrina goodbye, which is very sweet. Um, until yeah. he takes Katrina to Dweldenbarden. Well, all of them. I know, but specifically Katrina. And Sloane can hear Katrina because he admits that he just forgot about Sloane. Yeah, I forgot about Sloane. And so he gives Sloane his eyesight back because, uh, not because Sloane has gotten better, but because Aragon is like, this he was feels mean. guilty, yeah. This was, this was, this was, a, this was an oopsie on my part. Yeah, I've done fucked up. And, and Aragon, I agree, like, Aragon yeah. is mature enough to realize, oh, this is, this is cruel in a way that I did not intend to be. Yeah. And, and when we were talking with Christopher Paolini in the interview, he brought up that Aragon is so naive that he can be almost cruel sometimes yeah. and I think that this is one of the moments that he was talking about oh for sure it's it's again why I think he's an interesting character because Aragon is very imperfect yeah um you know that that imperfection I think is what leads to defeating Galbatorix in a lot of ways mm-hmm. like Agreed. um but but like there are moments like these Aragon fucks up continuously throughout the series. Yeah. And has consequences for those actions. And and people and, die. and people die, but he does try to do right by it. When mm-hmm. he when he knows he's fucked up, he does try and 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 make things better when he can. Right? He offers Alva, I know the name of the language. I can totally remove this curse from you yeah. if you want it. And Alva says She doesn't. Thank you, but no. I'm I'm already a weirdo. Like, if I take away the one thing that makes me special, like, I have nothing. I'm just a freak. Yeah. And I was like, that is so heartbreaking because I, because it's true. I, people will treat her differently because yeah. because of who she is and what she looks like. Well, and because she'll never, she, she, she's still only, what, like, seven months old? Yeah. She's a so fucking like, infant. She looks like she's, like, six, but still, that's she wild. She can't date, you know what I mean? She can't. Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. Angela's going to have her hands full. With uh, Elva. Yeah, Angela. Fuck, yeah. I want a book just to show them. Um, the, so he gives on his eyesight back and he's like, yes. hey, like you still can't go talk to them because then they would know that I lied. Uh, and so it's sort of selfish on Aragon's part uh, because I, in my opinion, I'm kind of like that kid should maybe get to know their grandparent. But um, the, the, Aragon stuck between a rock and a hard place here. So he gives him his eyesight back and says, you can look at them, but you can't go talk to them. Yeah. Uh, and then they leave, and Sloane, I don't know, maybe that moment makes Sloane better eventually, but... I, th- I think that Sloane seeing how happy they are, mm-hmm. I think that that will, will be the catalyst for change. For he him. comes to respect Roran for the first time. Yeah. Yeah, 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 oh yeah, yeah, for sure. And then uh, they leave to the east, and uh, Roran rides the boat with them, because uh, Arya's going to take him back on Thorn, and, um, or Fernan, sorry. And uh, they they fly out, and when they get to the last dwarf city, Hedarth, uh, which I was like, is that on the map? It is. It, it is yeah, on the map. it's like a trading outpost. Yeah, between um, the dwarves and the elves, yeah. as far away from Galbatorx as possible. Yeah. Uh, Oric is there, and he's like, 
my brother, you think I wouldn't be here to say goodbye to you? And then they eat for two days because fuck yeah, I love dwarves. Yeah. I want to go to a dwarven feast so goddamn badly. This sounded great. Feast on some nagra. Feasts on feasts on feasts, motherfuckers. Yeah, that delicious pork. Oh, man, they, so good. they probably make such good bacon. You oh, know? hell yes. Mm-hmm. Safira is drunk for two days, just fucking the shit out of Fernan. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just, like, holding that little dragon down and bouncing up and down on his deer. And here's the thing. Like, we can't really add Smut Corner because the they fuck for, like, the is... second yeah. half of the book. Yeah. Second half? No, for the epilogue. But still. Yeah. Poor Aragon, man. I mean, he, he can close his mind off enough. He, like, checks in every once in a while and is like, yeah, still going. Okay, cool. Yeah, but, like, he's a virgin... And, like, he's, like, there's not, like, a chance of him losing it anytime soon. And, like, the woman he yeah. loves has, like, a lover of 20 years. So, yeah. like, Ari, he knows Arya has, like, fucked. Experience, yeah. And Aragorn's not going to fuck anybody. And he's just, like, mentally connected to this dragon who is just smashing bits constantly with Arya's dragon. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it is, like, this is the weirdest... This is why I was, like, at the beginning of this, the, like, no bitches. Like, this is the weirdest sexual cock-blocking I've ever read in my life. <laughs> of, like, I know that you're in love with this woman, and you ha- are mentally bonded to this dragon who is fucking the woman that you love's dragon, but she's like, ah, maybe in a decade. Maybe one day. I mean, here's the thing. Look, they're not getting together anytime soon. I know. And so he's just gonna be, like... Queen. Fuck, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Aragorn is going to be the, the the world's oldest virgin. I also love that Saphir is like, dragons don't mate for life. Yeah, she's like, oh, good thing we don't mate for don't life. Don't you worry, I'm going to fuck those wild dragons when they hatch. Yeah, yeah, probably. I mean, she, yeah. She's going to be the oldest dragon of their race with a body. Yeah. Right? Maybe. She's going to be everybody's know. mommy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, no, there's hundreds of eggs that she won't be the mother of. No, but I'm just saying she is going to be, like, in a way, the matriarch. She is, she is the she, oldest one. Yeah, but it's more of a, like, big sister thing. Because she's only a year older. It's not like she's, like, an depending, adult. Depending on when they hatch, right? Oh, true, true. I think the wild dragons are going to hatch pretty quick. It depends. If if Aragon, if they can find conditions for the eggs to hatch. Yeah. Because it's all conditional, right? And who knows? It might take them a year or two or three to find a suitable place for the dragons to begin to hatch. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And so they get to the edge of of Allegasia and they say goodbye. Yeah. And then Aragon leaves forever. And Mm -hmm. Arya's like, maybe in a decade we'll have sex. And he's like, I will still love you. Yeah, he cries for a bit, and then he smiles. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It's, it's like a sad ending, but it's, it, it's perfect. It's easier now that I know the story's continuing. Sure, sure, yeah. Because when I was 19, I was like, well, fuck this. <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed it. I, I, I've always liked this book. I, I don't love it as much as I love Brissinger. I still think Brissinger of the four is my favorite of the four. And then this would be number two, then Eldest, then Aragon would be in, like, a, like, solid last place. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I'm not, like, Aragon sucks, but, like, you know. I think this series gets better up until Brissinger, and then this is just weighed down by the, like, necessity of ending the whole series. Right. The epilogue is very long. And I, I think that, like, if there was anything that I would have changed, if I was, like, an editor of this book, and I'd read it, 
I would have, my recommendation would have been to add an element of tension to the after of the Galvatorx's death. Because at times it kind of feels like I'm reading a textbook of events. Yeah. And I just wish it was a little bit more narrative in that part of the book. Interesting. Okay. Uh, because the, it is so strongly plotted and sped through the first half that this very long epilogue at times just feels a little bit like it could have been, um, it could have been bullet points. I guess. I mean, I, it felt like a, like a lengthy goodbye, but it was what I needed when the series was ending. Like I mm -hmm. didn't want to let it go. And so I do still love it. Uh, yeah. You could speed it up. You could clean it up, but I've, I, I still love it for what it is. I don't think it needs to be shorter. I just would have I just would have added a little bit more a something a, a through line through it that was a little bit more narratively driven right, and less just to, like Aragon thinking happened. about things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Nicholas says do you uh, think the Eldenari shared their sexual encounters? Uh, we did. We found that out, yeah. That uh, the Aragon when they when the Eldenari are like sharing their memories with with him Yes. Yeah. Well, they sure. they they share their the courtship and like uh, all all the sex that they had. Like he, they share it all with Sephira, and he is there for it. But it's more for Sephira's sake, I think, than for our. For I mean, his. it definitely doesn't say that, but yeah. No, but I, I get the vibe. You sure. know, I, the dragons care more about Sephira knowing that stuff than they care about Aragon knowing that. Probably, stuff. but yeah, the, they that is Sephira is the main character to the dragons. Sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it is explicitly said in, in the text that they do share those things. Yeah. Aragon knows a lot about dragon sex and very little about his own penis. Probably. Yeah. And that's, uh, Chris probably, he didn't say this on camera, but uh, off camera, he did say that was what the next book was going to be about, is Aragon's sexual Aragon awakening. learning how to fuck. No. Yeah. That is fake He's news. deeply bisexual. Oh, is he? Yeah. Is he? Yeah. That is not mentioned at all. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, no. he actually does have sex with a dragon, uh, and the dragonborn species comes into the world, and then this eventually mm. becomes uh, water deep. Yeah, he has yeah. sex with the dragon. Term gotcha, gotcha. term does eventually become water deep. So once right. the dragonborn exists, and I love I love that for them. I would love if that's how dragonborn came into D and D lore. I know it's not, but I would really love it's it if it was like a human a and a dragon had sex at one point. Oh my god, that yeah. would be unhinged. Um, and that's the book. Yeah. We didn't go three hours today. I know, which is weird. It's because there's so much in this book that we just didn't talk about. Because it's, how do you, like, we, how do you, we either have to go through all of it or we just talk about the stuff that was memorable to us with a book this long. Yeah, yeah. Because there are so many details. I also think last week I got a little bit bored. Just because there's nothing to speculate on, I know what happens. And so, like, we, Murtag, I tried it and, or, um, um. Inheritance. Inheritance. Yeah. No, I, Brissinger. We did, like, the whole, every beat. And I was like. We're just saying things that happened. I'd rather just talk about the stuff that I like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, 100%. Um, I do enjoy the Doctor Who reference at the very end of this book with Angela. Raxacorp, Falpatories. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I also think, I meant to ask Paolini this, um, but in Brissinger, um, in Brissinger, Safira asks, is it good? Is it scrumptious? And I really hope that that is also a Lord of the Rings reference. I'm sure it is, yeah. It has to be, right? That doesn't That doesn't feel like Safira. Um, but I, I forgot to ask him that in the interview. Unfortunately, that's my bad. Yeah, I think this is a strong ending. I think it really works. I enjoyed it. Like, I, I think that I, I, think I love Roran. I very on it, but yeah. Roran is such a fun character. Is he too strong? Maybe, but like, as a power fantasy character, he's fun. Yeah. 
Um, his determination is more important than his physical ability. And so, like, that's what his story really is about. And I like that. Yeah, it's less like I can arm wrestle anyone. Like, it, it is more about his, like, mental prowess. Yeah. Truly. One is just is his willingness to, like, stick with the fight. Even though he's like, everyone's like, you got, you just stop. Yeah. He's like, no. Carry me. <laughs> Carry me to the top of that building so that I can tell people what to do. <laughs> uh, I do kind yeah. of wish they had found a hammer for him to kill Barst with. I wish that Bars had been like, I don't see a hammer. And someone was like, you can use mine. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He does get his hammer back, though. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to, like, think of, like, questions to ask you about things that happen afterwards that are not related to Murtag. Because, obviously, we've read that and, like, yeah. we know. Like, it, it, it would have been... <laughs> Who do you think is the first dwarf? And do you think Orc becomes a dwarf? Uh, becomes a rider. Oh, no. I don't think Orc does. I, I kind of would love if um, Hedarth... No, Hedarth's the town they go to. Hev... Hevedra? Hevedra becomes a rider. Uh, I, I would love it if Orc's wife becomes a rider. That would be very funny. I, I, I think no, it's like, going to be oh. more like new new characters more than anything. Mm -hmm. um, I would love if like... The okay, so one of one of Aragon's guards yeah. gets killed by the uh, by a Weldon Rockanuin. I would love because they visit yeah. his mom. I would love if he has like a cousin or a brother or something. Or if and like he a Weldon Rockanuin, like someone from a Weldon Rockanuin becomes the next rider, and it like changes that whole clan's mind about dragons. Ooh, that's that's fun that's spicy right i like that yeah yeah there's, there's a like, lot you could do there you could do a whole like you could make a dwarf the lead of one of the stories and have it be a member of Esweldon rock Ronowin who doesn't agree with his like clan's position yeah and becomes a writer and like changes the world of the dwarves by bringing Esweldon rock Ronowin back into the fold by mm -hmm. becoming a writer like yeah. that's an interesting there's something there yeah i love that um yeah, that'd be mm, fun. Interesting. I I wonder. I want uh, the Urgle. I want the Urgle Rider so bad. I want that is it story. Yarbog? No, I don't think so. I think that'll all be younger. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think there'll be any characters we already know. No, no, no. Except maybe. Except maybe Roran's daughter becomes a rider. Yeah, maybe. Like, there's always a rider in Palancar Valley. Aww. <laughs> um. That's super fun. Chat, if you guys have any questions uh, for us as yeah. well or things you want to speculate on, please, um, please, please share. Uh, I, I'm really kind of, I'm honestly glad that. Um, this... I need to read the short stories, apparently. Yeah, yeah, you do. Um, I'm glad we have time to kind of relax at the end of this podcast and speculate that we're not like rushing through it because I think there's some really interesting themes to, to, to chat about, but. It's a good book. It, it is. It's it a is. good series. Honestly, I... I it, the series is better than I remember it. Still my favorite. It just works. And some of it's a little too clean, but, like, whatever. It works, right? And I yeah. think that, like, the themes are strong. You understand the growth and what our characters go through and why our characters have to be the ones to do this. Yeah. Um, You know, there's not a lot of convenience in it, which is nice. Yeah. It's it's just it's it's a solid four books of dialogue and 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 prose that improves as it goes on mm -hmm. while also having a story that I think is built on characters that I love. Yeah. And like is it the like most intricate and deeply thought out high fantasy? No, but I like the characters in this world more than the characters in a lot of other worlds. And so 
I'm okay with that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, I would rather read this kind of thing than The Crossroads of Twilight. You oh, know? yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, Or even, like, I think that there's better romance between Roran and Katrina than any anything in Wheel of Time. <laughs> yeah. You know? And Absolutely. so that, that to me, uh, you know, I care a lot about the human connections. And so... Even Nasuata and Murtag have a better relationship than some of the Wheel of Time relationships. Like... Yeah, because it's honest. It's darker. Yeah. But it's sure. honest. Yeah. For sure. I don't know. I, like, it's tough. I, I think that there would be people out there who would call me crazy for saying this. But I think that in terms of a whole narrative... I still think Shadow Rising is a better book than I think. I would rank it like a little bit ahead of Brissinger. Sure. But as a series, I prefer this as a series than to to it's my enjoyments of The Wheel of Time. Stronger consistently. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's really important. Like having the uh, the high highs but also the really low lows um is exhausting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even though there's a lot of horror elements in this book and there's like dark stuff. There's payoff on them. Yeah. yeah. It's never like just like grating. Where you're like, yeah. this is awful and everything sucks. Um yeah. like there's there's reasons for everything. Um and I, I do appreciate the the, the care taken with with all of the moments and and even the loose ends that are left open deliberately right like we never find out who those two women that like angela heals and like has aragon bless uh, oh yeah they come back for like a moment at the end to help roran and that's it Mm -hmm. like like no idea who those people are or even where the fuck they came from i also think that like you know, th- it's interesting. This was coming out at a similar time to Harry Potter. Yeah. And I think that if the movie had been better, this would be as big as Harry Potter. Yeah. Because I, I think it's a better story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I hear you. Than Harry Potter's, like, nonsense world. Uh, yeah. It's just, it, yeah. I, look, here's the thing. If the show nails it. If, oh, yeah, If yeah, the yeah. show knocks it out of the park. 100%. This has that that potential. Yeah. Like maybe not, you know, Harry Potter was kind of a phenomenon because of also the midnight releases and the hype around it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it'll ever achieve and that. And the books were still coming out. Yes. Like, and yeah. and so I don't think we'll ever have that kind of cultural moment ever again because it just lined up with how media was being released as well at the same time. Mm-hmm. But I think that like the love for the story can is is Definitely possible, like, uh, worldwide in the way that Harry Potter is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, MVP fan. Uh, thank you for that thank super, you chat. super chat. Uh, Wheel of Time is a series that is better than the sum of its parts. I don't know that I agree with that, but um, mm. I'm glad that you feel that way. Yeah. I, I mean, think that's I think that's a personal take, right? We in, definitely in, agree with that inheritance cycle is more consistently good. Yes. Cuz there are yeah. there are things in Wheel of Time that are incredible and then there's things that are like really not. Uh I think this yeah. series builds to its finale better. Yeah. And like I I think that the character arcs are more consistent and clear. Yeah. I think that the We also found out that Paolini is a planner. Yeah. The stakes of this world are a lot higher than Wheel of Time ever is. The villains are much more interesting than Wheel of Times are. I, I, I like. I, I, I think that Wheel of Time. 
the character- he's really good for six books, and so I'm fond of it because yeah. I do love those first six. Mm-hmm. But I think that this is a better series because of that consistency. I think that you have, in order to be judged as a whole, the consistency is very important to me. Yeah, and. I, I think that it, Wheel of Time ultimately just drops too many of its plot lines and doesn't have a resolution that I like. And I think that a, a big difference for me is that a lot of the character failings in Wheel of Time don't have real consequences. Yes, Whereas yeah, I agree with that. Aragon fucks up many times. Even mm-hmm. Roran fucks up. And, and people die because of it. Yeah. And that has a genuine impact on the characters. And the lessons that they learn from their mistakes. And this is why I kept, this is why throughout the entirety of the Wheel of Time book club, I kept being like, I want them to fail so that they can grow from it. Yeah. And because they never do, that, that is much more clear here. Yeah. In, in terms of like the characters' failings, allowing them to become the characters that succeed, mm-hmm. as opposed to the characters are Taviran and so they will eventually get it right. Which is kind of what the Wheel of Time is. Yeah. And I, I think one of those things is stronger than the other for my taste. Yeah, yeah. And there are going to be people who prefer the Wheel of Time's version. But yeah, I think absolutely. that the Wheel of Time, for, for me, the Wheel of Time characters eventually get it right because the universe puts them there. Yeah. And this is a series where the characters fuck up, they fail, then they, their mentors slap them in the back of the head and go, look at why you failed. What can you do differently next yeah. time? And then they do, and they eventually succeed because they overcome their own personal failings, which yeah. to me is a more interesting narrative mm-hmm. than Taviran. And also, Aragon's personal failings can be interpreted as to why... Or, no, I, I say failings, but I think it's more of a failings depending on who is analyzing Aragon. Yeah. A, a, a determine the success at the very end with Galbatorix. Right. What do you mean? Well, well, like they're like for example, Arya is like you. What the fuck did you do with Sloan? You're an idiot. You stayed here. You you yeah. you should have just fucking killed him, right? But it's those things about Aragon that he Im- inflicted on Sloan that are, that are part of the reason I think he's able to defeat Galbatorix. Like yeah. those two things are not unrelated. Which is why Aragon has to be the one. He is the one person that can achieve this, even though some people view those parts of him as failings. Oh, 100%. And, but, but that is also, and I, we said this last week, like that scene with Sloan mm-hmm. is where this series elevates itself for me. Yeah. Like the, the way in which this series discusses the moral dilemma of Sloan is where this series takes a step up into this is about how this character's unique way of viewing the world impacts the end. Because I don't think the Galbatorix stuff works without the Sloan stuff. Yeah. I don't think that I would buy Aragon doing that, except that you've already set up who he is. Yeah. And it is about creating a very unique character and his worldview and how it helps him win in the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Practically Incarnate says, personally, I never felt the world in these books was ever in danger. It just seemed like uh, it was an issue for a small region, at least until you figured out the name of the ancient language. Uh, I mean, mean, if you determine quality by the entire world has to be in danger for a story to be good, sure. Yeah, but like like the race of dragons is dying and extinct because Galbatorix fucking murdered them all. Like, I don't need the whole world to be in danger every single time. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. enough for a country to be in danger. I'm not like, oh my god, Full Metal Alchemist isn't great because the transmutation circle will only affect a mistress. It should destroy the entire planet, right? <laughs> um, 
Yeah. So I, I don't know. I You can have a story where the only thing in danger is a single person. It just depends on how in danger that person is. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that that is also more of a taste thing. Like, like there are, there are some people I, see, who See, I don't like, even agree with that. I think that people who want the world to be in danger every time are starting to get bored with the fact that comic book movies have the whole world in danger every time. And I think that, like... It's... Guys, comic books have ruined fantasy. No, but I, I just think that, like, it, it's true, right? Like, if the whole world is in danger every single time, it gets a little bit boring. Yeah. Sometimes it's nice for the danger to be a relationship ending. Yeah, you yeah, know? for sure. Like, um, that, that... The stakes can be that small as long as they are tense. And I do think the stakes of this world are tense. Yeah. Because up until Aragon figures out how to beat Galbatorix, they're going because they have to. This is the only chance. They don't have enough food to stay on the road. They will fail if they wait two more days. Yeah. But they go into it not really knowing how they're going to beat him. Yeah. And Aragon figures it out. Yeah. And if, you know, if the Galbatorix isn't defeated, then no one ever finds out about those dragon eggs in the vault. Which is like such is a weird concept because you don't know that you, that that is the stakes. Mm-hmm. Like the characters don't know that, but uh, but it's kind of fun to play around with that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's it's done well. Practically, incarnate follows up with it just meant that as a counter to your point that the world was more in danger in inheritance than Wheel of Time, and I'm not a huge fan of Wheel of Time. I don't mean the world is more in danger literally. I mean the world of these books has more danger in it than the Wheel of Time ever did. Yeah, because like, in Wheel of Time, everyone kind of just, like, succeeds. Well, and the villains kind of suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, the, 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 the world of the inheritance involves more personal danger to our characters than Wheel of Time ever allowed for because of Taviran. Mm-hmm. And it's something that, like, when I think back on Wheel of Time, I, I remember less fondly than I even did when I was reading it. Um... Because it kind of becomes a joke. And it is kind of a joke among Wheel of Time fans, right? Like, it does kind of become yeah. like, oh, like, I even see people be like, well, the show can't be more interesting than this because Taviran. I've seen that argument on our Patreon videos that are going to start going public tomorrow. And, like, that to me is an inherently flawed series when your audience starts to excuse it being less interesting because, well, Taviran doesn't allow for it to be more interesting, is like, well, then why the fuck am I reading it? Like, why am I here? I think, yeah, I think Taviran is such an interesting concept that was ultimately the downfall of the entire series for because us. of for how, us, because yeah. of how it ended. Yeah, yeah, oh, no, yeah. I think that the, the, that the concept, like... Uh, I Ro- agree with that. Yeah, Robert Jordan wanted the theme of the book to be about choice, and he took away everybody's choices by adding Taviran, yeah. and so it doesn't it doesn't work for and me. And it's, it's, the, it's the element of the ending that... We're talking about Wheel of Time spoilers in this Inheritance Cycle book club, so I'm so sorry. If you haven't read Wheel of Time and none That's of this... That's not really a spoiler, though. Like, we didn't really get into, like, the plot, what happened. Ah, uh, okay, fair, fair, fair. Just the, 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 thema- the themes of personal choice fall apart in that because the the characters fundamentally don't have freedom personal freedom yeah whereas in this series they do and the freedom extends to the point of like aragon to me is a much more interesting protagonist than rand ever was yeah and I think that, like, the strength of that is a, is a reason why I would put this above Wheel of Time as a series, even though there are moments of Wheel of Time that are better written than yeah, this. Yeah, you know? for sure, for sure. Um, um, yeah. But but that, that that's just my taste, right? Like, mm-hmm. there are going to be people who think I'm fucking crazy for saying that. Sure. You know what I mean? There are people who hate the, the, the inheritance cycle. Yeah. I don't get it. It's a little... 
it's a safe enough series that like the hatred it gets is a little weird to me. Well, and here's the thing: is a lot of people say they hate this series because someone told them that it was a ripoff of a bunch of other stuff, and they haven't actually bothered to investigate that further themselves. I have That's seen fair. like comments on our videos that are like the entire inheritance cycle is just a ripoff of other things, and I'm like, you clearly have not read the series then because that is. But it's people who will False. defend Wheel of Time. But we'll be like, but this is a ripoff of Lord of the Rings. And I'm like, but the Eye of the World the is of a ripoff of Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah. So, like, what what, what do you mean? You know what I mean? Like, what? Like, yeah. There's like a, I, I agree with you. There's, like, a weird mob mentality yeah. within the people who don't like this series that is, to me, seems severely unjustified. Um, like, I, I, yeah. I was talking to some, some people online about how... Um, the, 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 I think the reason it gets a lot of hate is because some kid came up with Aragon and all the o- old white men went not on my watch yeah, yeah. that this kid is gonna, you know, outsell us or whatever it is, right? Um, my series is so much more complicated. Clearly, this is only a ripoff and does not have its own merit. And I think that that narrative but just got pushed. those same men don't have women in their books. <laughs> no, yeah. As, as someone who likes to read about to be fair, people Aragon, of the opposite gender... Aragon only has Arya and and a bit of Nazawada in the first book. I think that it it expands on the women of the, the I world. I disagree with that. I think that Angela is one of the most interesting appearances true. in that novel. You know what? That's true. And That's look, true. Aragon is a small story that doesn't have a lot of characters in it. But right. each of the women that show up in that book are very different. That's true. That's, like, yeah. even from the beginning. Yes, they're, they're less involved, obviously. Yeah. And I think that... He was 15. Yeah. But immediately in Eldest, Nasawada is very interesting. Yeah. Right? But, like, I saw somebody, like, comment on one of our videos that Aragon only ever got published because his parents own a publishing company, which is just not true. Like, factually untrue. And look, like, if you're, like, his parents really helped him get the book out, sure. Sure. But, but we literally, we, we listened to Christopher tell the story about how Aragon got published because yeah, yeah, yeah. his family was going to have to sell their home yeah, yeah. because they, they Unless that's all lies, but making... I don't know, I don't think that he would lie about that because why? Why? Why structure your whole show online? Yeah. And it would be so easy to go in and disprove that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, to, to go in there. It, like, there are people who for some reason have been told lies that his parents own a publishing company or they were friends with the publishing company. Like, I've seen different versions of the story that he had this connection that was the only reason it ever got published which is fine here's the thing look nepo babies exist that doesn't i am not going to sit and review any piece of media based on why it was published i'm never i I am never going to review based on that because i wasn't in the room yeah i don't know how good the pitch was yeah I, i i'm just i'm not i'm never going to sit here and be like well, I don't like that this person directed this movie because their father is this person. That has nothing to yeah. do with the film. Yeah. That's a conversation for a separate video. A video that I'm not going to be the leader of because I don't I don't fucking care about that really at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, I want more opportunities for people that don't have those connections, obviously. Yeah. But I, I'm not going to review from that place. I'm going to read the book and review the book. And this series is better than a lot of other shit that gets published from people who don't have connections. Yeah. Right? There are a lot of really, really, really bad books that get published. Yeah. There are some people who, just for like moral reasons, shouldn't be published. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Green just made a video on one. Uh, but the I I don't know I. Taylor Swift's only famous because her family owns a shopping empire. Does that mean <laughs> that I'm gonna like sit there and be like, well, the music is bad? No. Yeah, yeah. That's not yeah. 
Yeah. Look, art is a rich person's game. It's unfortunate, but it is the way that it is. To have enough time to train in this field. Here's, I'm an actor. And let's, let's be honest. I could afford it. I, <laughs> My parents. Uh, did I win every fucking year in Kiwanis to the point where it became a problem because other parents were complaining that me and my two friends won every single category in the local music competition when I was growing up, yep. and I had fucking gold pennants. Guess what? I my mom could afford for me to go to the best vocal teacher in the city mm. and train every single week, and we would take our shows that we would use at competition. We would go to old folks' homes and we would perform them Saturday and Sunday nights. And so by the time the competition came up and we performed them, I was able to be ready for that competition because my mom worked really fucking hard to make sure that we had enough money. And granted, look. I'm not exactly a Nepo baby, right? My mom sells coffee and we were very poor when I was very young, but that's fine. My mom worked really hard to get us to a point where I could do that. And so my mom made enough money for me to have the space to become an artist. And I totally yeah. respect that yeah. that sucks, but that's kind of the way the world works. And I get well, it. Well, and like, uh, like Aragon may never have happened if Christopher Palini was not homeschooled because he finished all of his education yeah. by the age of 15 and then was bored. Yeah. And was like, I'm going to write something. Like, like, I did the same thing in high school. Yeah. I went to a special school where I worked at my own pace and I didn't do schoolwork most of the year. Yeah. So I could train and dance and singing. Yeah, art, like, you, you need time and money to, to make art. And the, the unfortunate reality is that a lot of people don't have access to one or both of those things. Mm -hmm. And that is how our world functions. Uh, do I like it? No. But can I do anything about it? No, it, it is what it is. I just, yeah, I, the unnecessary hate that, like, this series gets because people have, like, gotten a certain narrative into their heads about it because mm -hmm. of, like, literal, like, lies that people have perpetuated is is wild to me and is fascinating and i hope that someone smarter than me in 10 or 20 years analyzes it and is like what happened here like what actually happened i'm willing to bet that one of the best books written this year was self-published on amazon and that it will never get read because people will be like well it was self-published so it doesn't count but yeah. i'm willing i am willing to bet that one of the best books of the year was self-published on amazon yesterday sure yeah i i, I am yeah I, I think that like the 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 way in which we view publishing as a and how you are published as a meter stick for quality is fucking insane. Yeah, it's because people feel the need, I think, to to measure, to have like quantifiable, tangible yeah. things to grasp onto. Um, and I think that is to our detriment sometimes as a society. 100%. It's why, it's why like, as much as I find award shows fun, I kind of hate them because it's like, oh, this person won a Tony, so they were the best performer this year. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, they were all great. Yeah. They, they I, you want to know how you win a fucking Oscar? It is not by putting out the best movie. It's not by being the best actor in a movie. You have a movie that with little dialogue. No, you have a movie. No, it's not even that. You have a movie... <laughs> that has a budget to go to New York and LA in December and you pay for people like me when I was on the nominating committee one year for TV and one year for films, I got to go to events where I got to meet the stars of the movie and do Q and A's with free drinks and free food so that they could buy me voting for them to be nominated for a SAG award. And then you do that again for the Oscars once you've won all the other awards. If you don't have money for a campaign for your movie, you're not going to win. It's and like so politics. 
every everything you see is Nepo baby bullshit at the end of the day. Yeah. And so to like judge a book by that, sorry, this has been a bit of a rant, but I just, I, I feel like this, this series gets hate for having spent the last month only reading Christopher Pellini's writings and never having a bad time with it, being able to enjoy everything I read for the last month even if it wasn't all the highest highs, but never, there's nothing I really dislike about the entire series. We struggle finding lows. I just find it really interesting being at this point where I'm like, there's not really anything wrong here. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a great series. I I recommend it to everyone. And I think it's also, in a lot of ways, a, a good intro to fantasy like the first yeah, aragon book is very easy to understand and follow along and not get overwhelmed i think the ancient language gets overwhelming you know if, bit, if, yeah. if that's not your thing but i think it's a great intro to fantasy and a, a great book for younger readers like I, there's so much good here yeah um and guys if you have any questions about the series if there's anything you want us to like dive deep in now's the time uh we'll chat with chat a little bit um but uh, the next two weeks, we're going to be covering Murtag. Yeah. Uh, part, we're going to do a part one and part two. The book is actually split up into four parts. So we're doing it's really good. part one and two next week, part three and four the following week. Kind of split um, up into five parts, but... We're, you're also going to read The Fork, the Witch, and the Worm, right? Yeah, I'm going to read that for the second Murtag week. Not the first one? Oh, for, yeah, for the first... Yeah, we just literally just discussed I think there's more to this, talk yeah. about in the second week. So I think, yeah, yeah talking about it in the first... So week. yeah, I'm going to read The Fork, The Work, The Fork, The, fork, the Worch, and The Worm. The, the, uh, the worm, and so, because um, I, I want to. Yeah. Like, I'm like... Yeah, like right. I just said, like, I really... Having read the, these five books in the last month, I'm... I have enjoyed this reading much like I enjoyed the first five or six books of Wheel of Time. Yeah. I would put the, yeah. So like, I, I'm really into it. Book Club, there was a slog for Book Club and I'm sorry. I know that I talked a lot about it and there are some feelings about that and like, it is what it is. I'm always going to be me and I'm always going to be honest and my brain is the way that it is. <laughs> I know that's not what everybody wants from a content creator, but it is what I am. Um, I feel like this has been a wonderful month of reading and I never wanted to put down these books. I never stopped reading and I did a lot in Wheel of Time. And so like, God, I hope Cosmere makes me feel this way, you know? Yeah, yeah. Touching on that, um, the new series in the new year will be Cosmere, obviously, Brandon Sanderson. So We're going to start with Mistborn 1. For that. There's yeah. going to be three books. Yeah, with the, with the first trilogy. Yeah. Um, we might uh, we might not do all of Cosmere back to back. We might intersperse some other books yeah. in there. So uh, make sure you keep an eye on the schedule. Make we sure wanna, you're part of the Discord. We want to do new books as well on here. Yeah, we're thinking, we want to cover stuff as it comes out. We're thinking we might cover something for uh, over Christmas as well. Um, trying to decide what that is. But. Yeah, we have a few ideas. So if you're around for the holidays and you want to spend them with us, we're, we're definitely going to have uh, some kind of book club once we get back from L.A. Yeah, there's uh, going to be like a two-week break while we're in L.A., but yeah. then we're going to come back with book club for the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. There will be two or three book clubs um, in December, depending on yeah. how we split things up. So that's very fun. Yeah, I'm excited. Should we do Hilo? Let's do it. Chad doesn't have any other questions, it seems like. so. We uh, always do this because my family did this. Uh, we celebrate each other's highs. We commiserate over each other's lows because it's what my family did at dinner time to help uh, blend the family unit. Uh, Claire starts with her high. I do my low. She does her low. I do my high so that we can compliment sandwich this biche. Clarus, what is your high for in Hari Tals? It's so tough. It's so tough. Do you know your high? Yeah, this is really easy for me. Oh. It was hard in Brissinger. This is really easy for me. 
interesting. Okay. I think my high is just because of how it made me feel reading it was the discovery of the dragon eggs Mm -hmm. and the impact that it had on the characters. Like, you know, like they got emotional about it. So I got emotional about it. Do you want to know what's weird? Aragorn finding out about it was good. Aragorn telling the elves about it was weirdly more emotional. Yeah. 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 Oh God. It, It was, yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna pick, that's my high because of the emotional impact of it. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's a super easy high, but it is what it is. So what's your low? Uh, just the, 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 a little, the, the epilogue is a little draggy. Sure. It's not the worst thing ever. It doesn't ruin the book, but it is a little bit draggy, even though I like where it ends. I actually don't mind Aragon leaving forever. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it just, the, I wish it just had a little bit, I just wish there was a little bit more pacing in that section. Yeah. 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 And okay. d- some of it feels a little textbooky, but. Fair. Um, yeah, I think my, I, yeah, I think my low is maybe, uh, Aragon being in charge of the Varden, but never actually being in charge of the Varden. That's actually a good point. He re- yeah. It doesn't matter. That is just like make the it, tiniest just little, make it like, Roran. nitpick. Um. You know what I mean? Just have it be Roran. For the narrative of it? Yeah, 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 yeah. sure. Um, then what is your high? Uh, oh, my high is uh, Barst's death. Barst's death? Yeah, because mm. it's 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 the... Queen of Sazadi's death into all the elves being enraged is great. And then Barst... Aragon killing Galvatorx is awesome, and everything in the throne is. is great. It is. But it's Barst's fantastic. death is... Also only happens because of what Aragon brings together. And it is the confluence of the dwarves, and- elves, urgles, and humans coming together to do all of the races come together to do that act. And Roran would not have known about the Eldenari if uh, Aragorn didn't share that with him. Yeah. Yeah. So I, but, but it is, for me, it is the most emotional part of the book because it is the moment where the four races work towards a common goal, tr- like a small common goal. Obviously they're all trying to take out. It's uh, five but, of the five races. Oh, and the Werecats. Yes. yes yeah. it's, so it is. And that's why it works, right? Is yes. it, it is the moment in the book for me where everybody um, works together to take him down. Uh, and I love, I'm, I'm a sucker for, for shit like that. Yeah. When you can get like, oh, these races that have been fighting about whether or not they can work together the whole time, coming together to do the fucking thing. That, I, love. I, I love that. And so it just really worked for me. Yeah. Uh, Nicholas, Nicholas Cardillo, thank you for that super thank chat. Thank you. Have a great read. Sorry for the spoilers. See you next video. See you no, next video. You're, you're so good. You're fine. Good. Um, I want to talk about that next video. So I'm glad you brought it up. We will. Yeah, yeah. Make sure to bring it up. Um, Connor asks if we're going to reread Murtag since we read it so fast. Yeah. I, I'm going to oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. throw on the audiobook while I'm like doing other stuff again. Because I think... Um, uh, I like rereading books that I enjoy. Like uh, there are some specifics I want to pull out of it, so yeah, I'm gonna reread. Yeah, so especially definitely... since we can now do it in two halves. Yes, it's yeah. not so much like oh my god, we have to finish this because we're about to talk to the author about it. Yeah. Um. Because it's only like six hours of audiobook listening for me each week, which isn't that bad. Is it? Yeah. yeah, I guess. It's 25 hours total, speed. so half of it would be yeah, a quarter yeah. no, or 16. You, you're right. That's super easy for us to do. So I'll probably, yeah, I'll, I'll listen to it again. There's a, there's a couple of really specific things that he, uh, he chooses to do with the world that I want to talk about next week, so I'm excited for that. Yes. Guys, and, we, have uh, a lot, we, we have a lot that we get to talk I'm about. I'm excited to spend some time talking about Mukma. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. Oh, so little excited. teaser. That was a little, that was a little tease for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you like this video, like and subscribe to the channel. If you don't, hit the dislike button. Leave me in comments down below because Algorithm God is hungry and we must feed her. This episode, that Algorithm Goddess is... Oh. oh it's tough for this whole book. Oh. 
you know what? R.I.P. is Lanzati. Yeah. You, you, you were a real one. A real you queen. Were, you were like flawed in a lot of ways, but but in in the way that all the characters in this series are, and um, you know, you 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 did your best. You went out and you inspired your people, and you 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 the algorithm goddess this week. Uh, next week we'll be talking about um, the two sections Mertai. before Nalgorgoth. Yes. Uh, so if you don't want to read past where we're going to talk to, you can stop at Nalgorgoth. Or you can just keep reading and we'll Wait, talk about it in two parts. But we'll be back yeah. Tuesday, 11 a.m. Uh, rate us five stars on Am- on iTunes and Spotify. Do all the things. Follow us on the internet. I'm at Nerdy Nightly. I'm at Clars Polaris. And as always, y'all, do something nerdy tonight. Yeah. Clarus. Where? where? Everywhere. Where? People are... Fucking. Well, I mean, because the next like generation is about to be born. It's a baby boomer time. I, I was gonna say after the war ends, people people start fucking real hard. So it's just everything is smut. Can you imagine Roran and Katrina? Like they haven't had sex in months because they just had a baby, right? Yeah. Her little her vagina is recovering. <laughs> they get to Elfland. Oh. They're popping up in Dwelden Varden, and all of those pheromones hit them. They're like, hey, I mean, that's not like a can an elf thing. watch this baby? We gotta go pound town up yeah. in this bitch. They've been traveling with Bloodgarm for weeks at that point. Oh, They're yeah. Fucking. Like oh, my God. It is. Yeah. Katrina wears Roran out. Oh, yeah. He's like, you know what? Aragon, I am so ready to ride this boat with you for a few days and get away from my wife and kid because Katrina she has been bouncing me on me like a goddamn I pogo am stick. Raw. Yeah. He's chafed. Poor Roran. Poor Roran. She's moist, but he's chafed. <laughs> you know what I mean? God You can damn. only take so much of it, you know? Yeah. Katrina's a redhead, so it's like, it's a lot. Do you think there's a point where, like, I, I love the idea that Aragon and or Aragon and Arya are having, like, a, like, phone call, but they're both having a couple drinks, and they do a little, like, like FaceTime sex, you know? You can't. She's into Weldenvarden. She's traveling around. She like pops down to sure, when Nasuada. She when, yeah, when, yeah. She, when she leaves. She yeah. leaves for affairs of state and gives him a call. Sure, yeah. They do Skype sex like people did in the pandemic. I like do, or do or do they like start the spell and then like leave so that Fjernan and Safira can have a FaceTime sesh? I don't know if dragons if, like if, the, if that would work for them. Nah, they, they masturbate. Nah, dragons sure. definitely masturbate. Just don't know how you'd like reach. I guess. What do you mean? Their tongues are just... If they can, like, curl into a ball... Their necks are fucking huge! They can reach their yeah, own genitals. They're yeah. like a cat. Just you know like what? Probably. They're like a cat with a really long neck. They can do anything. A cat with a long neck. Wow, I hate yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, Sephira already polishes her own scales with her tongue, right? True. I love that at the end, he's like, oh, your scale is growing back. She's like... <laughs> she's so happy about it. I also love that she's like, I don't want to live in snow. I want to live in sand because Glader said it would make my scales look better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Safira's vanity. I do love that Like Safira finally gets her true name because she realizes that she's a vain motherfucker. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> I think one of the reasons why all the characters in this series are complex is because Christopher Paolini wrote in that your true name points out all of your flaws. Yeah. And I think in creating the world and in thinking up that concept, he spent time thinking of all of his characters' flaws and he wrote them into the series in a really beautiful way. Yeah. And I want to end with that because Inheritance Cycle... um, You crushed it. It's really good. It's It's just a good... It is a consistently good to great series that just... Yeah. Yeah. I love it. It's my favorite. It probably will always be my favorite because of my connection to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm so grateful that we got to talk about it. Go watch our interview with Christopher Paolini. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. And do something internet, y'all. Bye, guys. Bye.